20 teams remain. As this Picksgiving week continues, we now begin the group stage, where we will work our way down through the four groups until eventually one team becomes Joe's pick for a World Cup team. Note that one pick may or may not happen on this podcast, but keep listening to find out which teams will move on and which teams will get knocked out of the running for good. States no football, but not football, it seems. So now he needs a surrogate. Dan will help him look for it. They'll have decisions to make, like how much genocide's a deal break. Joe picks a World Cup team. He's crossing borders to find out who's for him. What more could you ask for? It's time to stamp your Joe picking passport. Grab your bottle and pour. Let's hope he doesn't start a war. Dan, we're in the group stage finally. That felt like a long, like a long time getting here. It did, and I've been thinking about it, Joe. And I'm sort of a nervous wreck for a lot of reasons. But part of me is now nervous because we've our our fan base is now exploding. As the World Cup is coming up. Like, totally. It's just, we're getting, you'll see, we've got new emailers, first-time emailers, our, our listener numbers are through the roof, and I feel that this whole picks situation is just going to be anticlimactic and unsatisfying. I mean, I think that's the, that's, that's the theme of our podcast. That's what we promise. I know, but isn't it the cruel irony of... Joe Picks, a World Cup team, and even the Joe Picks series, is that we spend so much time on the exploring of the picks. It's not even picking, of just the investigating the picks, but then the actual process of the picking is like 2% of the overall time. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's really the, the theme of picks giving, is that it's about the journey to the pick, not the pick itself. The pick it's itself is, is fairly irrelevant. <laughs> the problem is, even Picksgiving, it, it, it was if this was a six-month-long Picksgiving. And maybe it was. Maybe the original Picksgiving is a, a six-month-long holiday, and then it gets consolidated down because having a six-month-long holiday is insane. And really... <laughs> That's why you really start Picksgiving six days before. It's to simulate... Each day is to like simulate a month of, of the grueling, arduous pick, first Picksgiving that we had. Ugh, it's true. And, you know, our, our fans emeritus had so much to do with that, Joe. But I want to tell you why I'm a nervous mess before we get into this and why I'm not drinking. I'm going to court tomorrow, Joe. <sighs> big big court day tomorrow, finally. My big court day for my, my ticket of running a stop sign. And, you know, I've been excited about this case for months. I've super fan Tony and super fan Pam helped me or attempt to serve a subpoena, which didn't go as planned. But I've been so excited about this court case. But now, Joe, it's the day before. I, I literally must go. Like, I couldn't even bow out if I wanted to. Like, if I don't go, I have to pay a $300 fine for, like, not showing up to my court date. So I now just, I have to go to court tomorrow. And even though I've already, like, prepaid the ticket, I, I like, 
want to win and not look like an idiot in court. And uh, I- I'm nervous, Joe. Are you going to wear a suit? Uh, no. I've been to this court before to scope it out. And the uh, <laughs> I think if I wear jeans and a nice sweater, which is my plan, I will be the nicest dressed non-lawyer. Because one thing I have realized at court is that every lawyer has, like, the same outfit on where they have, <laughs> if it's a man, they have a suit and tie that obviously looks well-worn. If they're a woman, they've got either the, like, skirt and then the, the nice top or they've got the, like, pantsuit. And then they all have some sort of, like, ID badge, which, again, I don't know why every lawyer has an ID badge, but for whatever reason, they all do. So Now, are you going to go with my... Um my legal advice as a professional California state barred attorney to go with the um, the strategy of accusing your opposition of attempted murder. So it is funny because today I was just finalizing all the I've been finalizing my case just to, to prove that the the timelines basically that based on how fast a bike goes and how fast a car goes that the explanation that I gave at the scene of the crime where the I was going, yielded at the stop sign, and that, oh, I'm admitting my crime again, damn. And, <laughs> damn it, Joe. As a lawyer, shouldn't have done that. And the taxi blows through the stop sign way after me and then hits me. It makes complete sense. But then, in his testimony on the body cam, he says, basically, I came to the stop sign and stopped, and then he came out of nowhere and I hit him. And I did do the math on it, and basically... I do believe it is possible that he comes to the stop sign and then right at the exact moment he's at the stop sign, I go through and yield. And then if he guns his Prius as fast as I can, and I looked up like the acceleration curve of the Prius, and I think it's just possible that if he guns the Prius and then like completely ignores the fact that I'm coming, that he can hit me also. So, so attempted murder. Yeah, but it is, I, I mean, I was even talking with Megan with this, like, if I go into court and argue this, and just be like, here are the two possibilities, like the thing I said, or this thing, but in that, in that other scenario, where he comes to a full and complete stop, I blow the stop sign, he has the right of way, and then he just goes, like, is, has he done something wrong? Because he has stopped at the stop sign correctly. And yes, I took right of way incorrectly. But maybe he doesn't care or whatever. He says, I have right of way and just guns it. Like, am I still wrong? Even if the whole point of a stop sign is to, you would imagine, to stop and check to see if traffic were clear. Maybe he can argue like, hey, I stopped. <laughs> I had the right of way. I gunned it. Like... Yeah, fault. I mean, I don't think you're allowed to just, like, malicious... Like, I mean, if someone's jaywalking across the street, I don't think you're allowed to just say, like, well, pfft, yeah, they were jaywalking, <laughs> and I saw them, and I just decided to plow right into them. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I should I should bring that up. But I, for, this, for the last, like, three months, I've just been, like, playing over in my head this case, because I want to win. And, like, when I went out and scouted out court before, like, 50% of the, the cops just didn't show up. And the... Per- if the cop doesn't show up, you just automatically win. And so the judge was just reading off the names. So it was like, you know, X, Y, and Z, the cop. And then it was like, officer, whatever. And then the officer wouldn't say anything. So they'd be like, all right, just come up. And they're like, the state has no evidence against you. You win. And so I've been, I've been pondering just being like, no, I want my trial anyway, which is a right you're allowed to do. 
But now I'm, I'm really just planning to wuss out if the cop's not there and just, like, take the win. But I, I'm not sure if I'll forgive myself for it, Joe. I think you need to be heard. I think you need your day in court. I know, but now I'm, like, too nervous. I'm nervous I'm going to, like, go up there and, like, <laughs> incriminate myself for all sorts of other crimes. <laughs> I have a bad track record with that, Joe. So we may be uh, recording the next episode of this uh, from, from a jail cell. I know. What if I bring up the, the time I had a, a ignorant viewpoint on the Armenian genocide? <laughs> Which I've since corrected, Joe, but it's not going to yeah. be a good look. Yeah, you better hope that you don't have an uh, Armenian judge. <sighs> you never know. Could be anything. No, you I don't mean, know. This is Trump's judiciary now. Who knows what the judge could be like? Well, Dan, good luck. I mean, I, I'm so happy that, that you were podcasting on, on, on the eve of your big uh, day in court. No, I'm nervous, Joe. I wish I could drink and celebrate, but if I win the case tomorrow, because if, if, if we've got this agreed correctly, t- today we're going to go from about 20 teams to how eight. many are we going to go to? Eight. To eight. Yeah. Wow, that's exciting. And that's a, it's just going to be like a normal group stage. Correct. Except for our groups have five teams instead of the normal four, but that's fine. And then tomorrow, we will go from eight to, to eight four. Eight to four. Eight to four. And then we're going to do a finale episode. But instead of doing a head-to-head like we did for the first season, we got some feedback that head-to-head, that the head-to-head format sort of forces you into false choices, a little bit of a boring last episode. So we're going to do the finale as four teams. We're still not going to promise that the finale is not going to be boring. It probably will be. We're not even promising I'm going to make a pick in the finale. You never know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not even promise there's going to be a finale episode. But if there was a finale, it would be from four to one. And it will, will be posted. Because the thing I was also thinking about is like, oh, we got to make this pick before the World Cup starts. I think the, is the first game at, at 5 a.m. on uh, Thursday. I think it is. <laughs> so the point is, I w- we'd have to do it on wednesday night and i just have to post it immediately but what's it who cares you know yeah oh no thursday at 8 a.m but what's the difference people are just gonna be listening to it on their own the group stage does last like two weeks so as oh, long absolutely. as you make your pick before it starts it doesn't actually matter when people are enjoying it well and as long as my new team tunisia isn't isn't booted in the group stage then we're fine oh. joe you made a little freudian slip there <laughs> <laughs> well you know what? actually joe that's that was perfect they weren't even in the group stage, but look, the heart knows what it picks. So Exactly. Close up shop. Joe, a great picks giving, as always. In, until next year. Good finale. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Surprise. The, All right. And now the outro just, music. Well, just to to keep everybody on their toes, I'm gonna include an hour and a half of just blank space, so they'll still think it's a two hour <laughs> episode. It'll be like the Sopranos finale. Ooh. Hey, and you know how well received that was. (laughs) Okay, Joe. Well, you know, unlike you, you had to go to a flight, which must have been real fun. (laughs) Did you even go to sleep, or do you go directly to the flight? No, I slept for about forty-five minutes, but then I actually slept on the plane, which was great. Ooh, very nice. Well, I have to go pick up somebody at the airport in one hour all of our podcasts involve flying in airports somehow um and you know the funny thing is you had tried to get me to fly up there on monday and i was actually considering it a little bit but you know not seriously but had i flown up there joe 
I would have had to fly back for my court case. It would have been a huge debacle. Oh, right. Of course. Because I completely forgot about it. So <laughs> thank God I didn't come up there. Uh, but look, we're here now. We are live. We've got the group stage, Joe. We've got to somehow go from 20 to 8. And, and to be honest with you, all you told me in preparation was to get our group stage ready, have the scores on hand at a quick, you know, the, the flip of a, a finger. And I have done that, Joe. I've made a spreadsheet. I've got them all organized. But, you know, you're taking the wheel on this one. I don't know what the hell you're doing, how you're going to make these decisions, if you're going to always ensure that two people come out of a group. I don't know, because I'll tell you, some of these groups, Joe, pretty stacked. So let me tell you what's going to happen here. Uh, We have four groups, each with five teams. And we read them out on the last podcast, but we'll do it again. Uh, And just like the group stage in the World Cup, the top two teams will advance from each group. Wow. However, 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 as always, I give myself leave to, if I decide I want the third place team in a group instead of the first place team, you know, it's not a, this isn't math picks, picks a World Cup team, it's Joe. So, you know, even if the math tells us we have to take one, we're not going to listen to it. Even if, as you said, the groups are only instructive and we, you know, end up, uh, pulling from a different group, you know, so be it. But we're going to try and stick as much to the format as possible, two teams from each group. Yeah, math is just a tool, Joe. Exactly. We so, are not the tools of math. So we have three categories that I want to talk about tonight. Wow. This is this is new. As you're saying stuff, do I need to be scoring? I don't know. This is all a surprise to me, Joe. I don't know I what's going a, on. I made a scoring spreadsheet on our Google Doc. It's, it's pretty beautiful, Dan. Well, I mean, my scoring... Spreadsheet is much better than yours. But uh here, just look at mine. Mine is bracket with stats, which is yours. My uh, I'm in the group stage category. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Oh wow. Mine is just, much better, Joe. <laughs> just like the um just like the five team Passover episode, we're gonna take each of these categories and we're gonna rate each team in a group, one through five, and they're going to get a score. Five points if you get the highest score in the group, one point if you are the lowest point in that category. And then we're going to total those three categories up and, and see where, where the groups stack up. Now, Joe, do you just not want to click on my sheet to see how much nicer it is than yours? Oh, wait, let me look at your sheet. What sheet is it? It's called Bracket with Stats. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, your yeah your sheet's that's much better a, than mine. That's a good sheet. Your sheet's much better than mine. Okay, so should I transfer your thing over to my sheet? Yeah, absolutely. Are you trying to keep these categories a secret, or can I say these out loud? Well, no, I'm not going to look at the scores anymore. You're going to keep score because I like to be a little bit surprised. I, I just know, made but my you bracket. have like a scoring rubric over here. Yep. I don't even know what this is as mysterious as Westworld is. Let me. Oh, done. yeah, no spoilers, Dan. <laughs> No spoilers. This week's episode, Joe. I loved it so much I watched it twice. And I'm going to watch it a third time with Megan sometime this week. Great so, episode. Here's I'm still I'm still back on season 1. Are they all robots? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, that's so, a huge spoiler for everybody. So here's here are the three categories I want to talk about. And we did this last season too, and I think it was actually really important. One thing that happens is we do a zero through 10 ranking, but that zero through 10 doesn't allow us to do scores that are, that should be a negative 10 or a negative 20 or whatever, or scores that are, it should be like a 30 out of 10, um, yeah. you know, things that are really good or really bad. So the first thing that we want, and 
So even within the score itself, and also, you know, my, my, um, because we do each episode on its own, it's not really a comparative thing. So we're going to do, we're going to talk about each five teams in each group. We're going to talk about all 20 teams. We're going to talk about what, what the best thing about them was. Okay. We don't, we're not going to go in depth. We're just going to say real quick what it was. All right. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what the worst thing about each team was. And we're going to rank, you know, because some of the worst things are probably pretty bad for a team. Yeah. Um, and we're going to rank those. And then one category that we didn't talk about at all this whole season, but it's very important, is we're going to look at the TripAdvisor and see ah. what is the, what are the things that I would go do in this place? I mean, that's a, that's a great idea. Now, Joe, you've laid out. That's exciting. So we're talking about the best, worst, and we're talking of the TripAdvisor. We love TripAdvisor. Now, Joe, I have some emails, and some of them relate to certain teams. So I'm going to save those for once we get to the relevant groups. Uh, some of them, I think, aren't about teams. Uh, and I'm just going to read those now, I, I guess. And we have two voicemails, Joe. So... Lay mommy, love the voicemails. Okay. Had I written down a a outline for this, I probably would have brought this up earlier, but I completely forgot. So first let's go with the email. So this is from Superfan Fan Emeritus David, who also has another email specifically about a team, but I'm gonna bring that up later. He says, Dan and again, I love it when he just says it to me, even though he also emailed this to you. So upset he was, Joe. He said, stop spreading fake news. This is a distortion of the countries and leagues in which the players to watch play. He sent this after the Columbia episode where I believe I made a comment where everybody, all of his players were from his favorite Bundesliga. But in fact, he has done the breakdown and more teams or more players were from English Premier League teams, Joe. A, t- a total of six, although I guess that Stoke City player is is not in the Premier League anymore. It's whatever the second league is. Right. And five from Germany, four from Spain, four from Italy, two from the Netherlands, one from France, one from Denmark, one from the U.S., good old U.S. of A., one from Scotland, and one from the Russian League. So he says, basically, well, whatever. He says, I thought that Joe Picks Podism is protective of its own instead of trying to question them. No. No, no, you you really misunderstood this religion. I didn't even want to read that. It's such an affront to Joe Pixpodism. But basically, he we confidently and boldly asserted that he had a giant Bundesliga preference. And you know what, Joe? Even looking at the data, I stand by that. I, me too. I was going to say so. So five of the players are from the Bundesliga. That's not, that's not that's not equal. You know, that's not on par with where the where it should be. The other thing I would say is that I would bet if we dig into those players from other leagues, it's like this player played in the Premier League but used to play for Dortmund or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, you know. David, no. And also Joe Picks Potism is all about we we turn on each other so quickly in Joe Picks Potism. <laughs> Absolutely. Joe, when you stop paying attention, I'm just going to sub out every word joe in this podcast and make it dan so in the future when people are going back and listening to it, they're not even know who you are <laughs> i have all the power joe you're just gonna dub over me with you having the other side of the conversation too <laughs> yeah it'll just be like me talking in a monologue everybody would love that now joe this is unbelievable this is breaking news on the podcast not about the uh, North Korea summit. I just got an email from Sean right now, literally one minute ago. So, hey, you know what, Sean? We love <laughs> procrastinating as much as possible, but still not 
but still in time, which is exactly what this email is. So you, you're moving to the top of the queue. You're get this read right away. I mean, how strange is this for Sean? He sent this email one minute ago, and it's being read by me. Perhaps his, I guess I'm the Holy Ghost. That's incredible. Hey, Dan and Joe. Sending you this for the finale. I'm an hour into the Columbia episode, and Homeland Handbook hasn't even started. So I definitely won't be up to date by the time the pick is made. Anyway, I love season two, and I'm on board with your love for Zabrowka. I grabbed my first ever bottle the other day, and it is delicious. Definitely a worthy successor to Fuzzy Cola. The bottle was on sale, too, perhaps due to the hype from the podcast. It's true. It's true. Did he use his promo code at the check stand? I hope so. At the check stand, Joe. What are you, from the 1960s? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, did did the old trick work where you peel off the little number thing and then put your own price tag and then they just type (laughs) it in? That's the promo code. (laughs) (laughs) You could just put it, you know, you could just shoplift it. Although we don't endorse that. See, this is where I'm going to go, admitting to all these crimes, Joe. (sighs) No, we want the good people at at Zabrowka corporate office to get paid. That's true. That's true. They deserve it. I can tell you guys are completely over podcasting, but I hope you can do one or more, one or two more episodes during and after the World Cup to wrap up how Joe's pick fares in Russia. I'm expecting the final episode that whittles down the bracket from 20-ish, 20-ish teams to one to last at least five hours. Great work. Here's the season three. Good pickings, Sean. All right, Sean. I mean, you're, at, you're basically as caught up as you need to be. You can just skip ahead, Sean. Yeah, and, and good pickings to him as well. And may his choices be prosperous. May his choices be prosperous. Now, Joe, a new, before I get into the voicemails, it's so exciting, new emailer, new super fan, and you know what? Fjord Jumper? I'm giving him super fan status. Wow. Constantine. Constant. I mean, with a name like Constantine. He's in. He's in. He's got the gravitas we want from our super fans. Hi, Joe and Dan. I am from Russia, but currently living in Texas. Even... Though you dramatically underscored Russia in many categories, I still love your podcast. I'm so happy that you're doing it. I have so much fun listening to it. I know that it takes a lot of time and efforts from you, and I admire your efforts. Please have some sleep when you have a chance. Oh, Joe. Oh, wow. That's, that's lovely. Do you want to that's take a I micro really nap through the rest of this email? Because it's, it would be good for your rest, but he's going to compliment you some more, I'm guessing. I can stay awake for that. I am dreaming about doing a sport comedy educational podcast one day, but I don't have time for it. Or should I say I'm too lazy? I listen to all your World Cup episodes at once, so I'm a classic Fjord jumper. Not anymore, Constantine. You're a super fan. You're in, Such buddy. exciting stuff. I'm already sad that you will stop doing them soon. In one episode, you asked how it is called when a player scores four goals in one game. It is called poker. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? No, not at all. But I mean, neither does hat trick, really. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they call it the hat trick because you were supposed to throw your hats or if that happened afterwards. Well, then what about well, the trick part? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it, does, it offers more questions in an episode of Westworld. And two, goals, and two goals is called a brace. There's really no logic to it. I think they just made up words. Hmm. It's like Black Rod all over again. <laughs> uh, wait, what, we, we've gotten emails to saying we shouldn't say Black Rod, Joe. But you know what? Fuck the emailers. Except for Constantine. As he continues, I wish you all... Oh, I also un- also admire and share your love for uh, Poland drinks and culture. Their parliament, the sedum, that you like a lot, has to be pronounced quite similar to the word same. Oh, what? Oh. Okay, well... <laughs> We're going to continue to call it sedum, though. 
I hope he's aware of that. <laughs> he should have put that before he put the letters for Sejim, so I could at least have pronounced it right. Okay, the same. Now, that that probably makes a lot more sense now that I'm looking at it. Because Sejim really just doesn't make any sense. The same, because it's probably like an I. Anyways, I wish... You and all of us a great World Cup. I am sure Russian people will do their best to organize a fantastic event, and fans from all over the world will have great memories from it. Now, Joe, uh, he's... I'm not sure is he making a prediction here. I think he's just offering advice. So... Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this until we get into that group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going gonna, gonna to hold off on that for now. I might forget. I probably will. But if I do... You know, whatever. Don't blame me. Uh, so that's for that. That's for one. Is this? Nope. That's a prediction, Joe. Well, here, look. I'll say the 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 positive part before he gets into the prediction. Hey guys, Chris here. Ah, another new super fan. Joe picks a World Cup listener since mid January. Well, no fewer oh. jumper there. Oh no, that's a super fan for sure. I've loved the pod and found it just by searching World Cup, like others, as you guys have mentioned. Also feeling let down by the U.S. team, it's given me a lot of insight into other countries and made the run-up to the tournament more exciting with all the countries' info and fun facts. And you then, know, I think we should have misspelled World Cup in the title of our podcast, and then anyone who misspelled it, we would have been the number one thing that they found. Mm, like, uh... What we what we forget the O or oh you 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 no like the V and the C what? are right next to each other. If we just did Joe picks a World Vup team, but I always miss up like the L and the D. Like if we had put the D and the L first, oh, Wordle like a, Cup. Yeah, Joe picks a Wordle Cup team. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's and thousands maybe, of listeners right there. Maybe for the name too, we should have just instead of saying Dan and Joe, it should just be like ten different misspellings of World Cup. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And I think that is it. Ooh, let's see. Nope, nope. I'm going to bring this up in a group. Boy, I'm going to forget these. I'm going to have to go through these. I really should have organized this. But that he's, he's doing what we love, Joe, is he's insulting a team. And actually, both Constantine uh, and Kev's emails are both related to Group A. So we'll, we'll be getting into those shortly, Joe. But now we have two voicemails. Let's We've hear got it. I one. love the voicemails. We've got a follow-up voicemail from Zeb. He also sent an email, but I think the email is related to a team. Oh, no. He just sent an email about his voicemail. He said, I know you probably won't listen to these before recording. You're right. But it's a heads up. I used some profanity at one point. I feel like I should warn you in case that's an issue. Wow. Joe. Fucking fine. <sighs> All right. Well, you know what? He's going first. But our second voicemail is going to be from a very special person. That I might have already said. Did I already spoil who it's from? No. Ooh, is it? Is it Westworld related? <laughs> no. Well, maybe. No. <laughs> it's it's a very special super fan. But first, we'll listen to Zeb's voicemail. Hi, Joe and Dan. It's Zeb here to talk about the group stage. Uh, but before I get into trash talking some of the other sides in Poland's group, uh, which is something that I know Dan in particular is really excited for. Uh, I feel like I would be remiss if I did not start by addressing one of the glummer points uh, that was raised in the previous podcast, and I think one of the things that's really holding Poland back, um, and that, of course, is uh, the current government. And in- Wait, Joe, do you think I should save this for group for group B? No, let's just let it go. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Look, you make you. the rules, Joe. Particular, uh, their Holocaust law... Um, there is really no defense 
uh, for it. It is a fucking horrible uh, law, and this government in particular, this party uh, that governs Poland, probably Sprawiedliwość, is a particularly concerningly right-wing, far-right party. Uh, but I would just say uh, that this party is not a party with particularly broad popular support. Um, at least at the ballot box, it only got 37% of the vote uh, during the last election. Uh, so I would just say that I 100% would would think that this is Poland's worst point, uh, one of their worst points about them. But uh, it's worth bearing in mind that many, many Poles do not support uh, the current government. Now, uh, on a lighter note, uh, let's get into Poland's group. Um <laughs> This group, I don't think, is as strong, perhaps, as Dan thought. Uh, I would say England can be dispensed with easily. Uh, that's their fans uh, are hooligans. Um, they like destroying things and getting drunk and then feeling sad that they're not entitled to win a World Cup because they created a sport or took credit for creating a sport that had already existed uh, in some form or another for a very long time. Uh, yeah, so you don't want to cheer for the spoiled fans. Uh, frankly, it's probably better to watch England lose uh, and more fun. Um, Denmark, I think, can be dispensed with. They've got enough going for them already. You don't want to cheer for a team that's already better than everyone else in all their kinds of aspects of life, except for their national anthem, which was complete trash. Oh, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, you don't want to cheer for a side that already has so much going for them as a country. Uh, Spain, quite simply. Uh, Joe, Spain are too good. Um, it's it's hard uh, to cheer for a team like that when they really are one of the world's top sides uh, and they should be winning or coming close to winning almost every World Cup uh, of the last three um, where they've just been dominant in European play. So I, I think you can dispense with them too. They are far too good. It would not be particularly fun uh, for them to win since they really should should be up there anyway. And then finally, Uruguay. Now, I have nothing really bad to say about Uruguay, but I would just say this. When you sit down to watch a World Cup match, you're not going to be eating a breakfast food because the matches uh, are starting so early in the morning. You're not going to be eating a breakfast food that was uh, created in Uruguay in the bagel. I'm going to be eating bagels for sure during these some of these matches mm. uh, since the games are on so early. Um, and you're not going a good to be point drinking with the bagels. Uruguayan... Zbrovka. You're going to be drinking Polish Zbrovka. Uh, and it just, I, I feel like it's no fun to cheer for Uruguay when you can't uh, drink drink their drink, drink some Zbrovka, which should be the drink of choice for this World Cup and is the drink of choice of Joe Pick's potism. So I would just leave you with that. Uh, Spain is too good of a team. Denmark already has too much going for it. Why would you want to cheer for England? Uh, English fans are pretty terrible. Uh, Joe, that leaves you. I think Poland and Uruguay go through out of this group, but I think Poland has an upper hand. You're drinking Polish Zbrovka. Uh, why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you send them through? Uh, anyway, I hope that you guys have a great day, uh, and I hope that this helps Joe pick, and I'm sorry about the length. Bye. Now, Joe, two questions. A, he says Zbrovka. So we've been pronouncing the the drink of our religion wrong for this entire podcast series. I guess that's a heart. That's a V. That W. 
Well, we well we confidently picked a pronunciation of it. Yeah, I guess the English pronunciation number two. I'm I'm proposing something wild here, Joe. I think since he just got us so deeply into Group B, I think we should do Group B right now. Then after we're done with this, then listen to the surprise voicemail, which probably isn't about this group. But if it is, that'll be really unlucky. Let's just get Group B going. Absolutely. And if boy, if that other voicemail's about this, I deeply apologize to the super fan. All right, Joe, I mean, look, he's made a good case and he's brought up all four teams. So I'm going to introduce the teams by their average score in our old ranking system. But again, for you, that's just that's just a a guide, maybe or maybe not even a guide. It could be important. It could be not important. It could be whatever you want it to be. But we've got Denmark, mm-hmm. then England, then Uruguay, then Spain, then Poland, which was fared much worse in the ranking system. I mean, I think Poland is the lowest-ranked team that actually got a full episode that made it to the group stage, but of course came back from the dead as the zombie team, which got to count for something. Yeah, I mean, it certainly does, but it comes in as a pot five team. I mean, this is sort of a um, this is this is this is a, a a group with like this is like a mid-level group because Denmark was the lowest scoring pot one team but england and uruguay are pretty tough and of course spain and poland and poland you know has this ardent supporter that will certainly help uh, propel them so this is a tough group yeah I, I mean i think this is really tough that's why i said i think this is the group of death because i think denmark england and uruguay are all very uh, high candidates frankly i think they're good in so many things they're frankly three of the top five teams in too good too bad which i think is going to be very important but then you've got poland in this group i mean you're right. For the pot five team to be Poland, like, that's crazy. Right. Right. That's tough. So that's tough I guess, Joe, if, if what you said is you want to talk about what's best, what's worst, and then the trip advisor, I don't know if you want to start out what's, what, what's best. Do you just want me to tell you what the highest ranking categories for the various countries was? Yeah. And let's see if we can, we can, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it because we have 20 teams to talk about, but like, let's see if we can remember exactly what we were thinking on these things. Yeah. Well, I'll just go through and say, I'll just, I'll just pick them out uh, at, in the beginning and I'll just say all of them and then we can sort of um, delve into them a little bit. But so we can see in totality, like where each one was the best. And look, I'll just get started at the bottom because it's the most obvious one. Uh, Poland got a 10 out of 10 for the drink. Zabrowka, which, you know, everybody loved. Now, also Spain, worth noting with Poland that it probably would have gotten a 10 out of 10 on the bagel, but we weren't scoring that at the time. That is true. Poland has no score for food, which, by the way, since we're talking about that, is the highest score for Spain. Spanish food uh, came up very high, and, and uh, Anthony Bourdain recently passed away, and everybody's very sad about this. And I wasn't, I didn't like watch any of his shows, but he seems like a nice enough guy. And there was an article that came out about him where it was like some kid for the Make-A-Wish Foundation was like, I'm getting healthier from like this cancer treatment. I really want to go travel somewhere to have the best food in the world. And he said, go to Barcelona, Spain. And Mm. having been to Barcelona, Spain, boy, they've got some really great food there. I have to agree. Now, Uruguay, Joe, the highest scoring category. This is so fun, Joe. What a diverse set of groups is the anthem, Joe. It's got a 9 out of 10 and is the second highest score you gave to an anthem for any of the teams left. For England, Joe, I mean, this is so fun. 
For England, the highest score, 10 out of 10, the highest score you gave in this category, of course, Joe, player to watch. Of course it is. Of course it is. Absolutely. And Denmark split. So this is perfect. So everybody's best score is in a different category. So, I mean, this is really exactly what you want for for allocating those scores. But Denmark came number one in both fan culture and atrocities. So I think I'm not exactly sure I remember the uh, fan culture aspect, but I can I can look it up to prime my memory. But for atrocities, they have the second best score of, of any country. Uh, we'll get to another country later that that has one better, but this is clearly a country that um, you know has a, has has not um, ravaged the world in the way other of these countries have. Gosh, gosh, this is so interesting, and it's it's actually good to know because I I actually remember something about all these things, so we don't really have to delve that much into it. So, um, and what great luck that they're all different categories here, and some of these are really not just the best within their group and not just the best, but like some of these are the best within all the groups for all the scores, right? Like, like um, I think, for example, Uruguay, they didn't just have the best anthem within this group, but they had the best anthem total. For second best, second best. There's one other country that had a better. However, that, that category is only their second best category, Joe. That was, of course, France. So... France yeah. also has a great anthem, but but boy, that Uruguayan anthem is very special. And it may be that in hindsight, actually, you know, the the myth of the Uruguayan anthem has only grown since we've done it. Yeah, and and I think in in sort of the traditions, this is Thanksgiving, but in sort of the open pickings day uh, traditions, that Uruguayan anthem sort of opened our minds to this. I, I couldn't have told you what a South American anthem was, and now it's like. It is fun that I've, I just understand something about the world that I didn't understand before. That because um, I had heard the French national anthem before, but you know that Uruguay anthem is is wonderful. All right, so uh, I was just I was just handed a piece of fan mail from my from my wife that uh, talk about coming in at the last minute is from Superfan Saint Josh, who sent me a Woody Woodpecker card. Um, and apparently the, uh, the, the magnet set that he had was missing Sweden, and so he sent me <laughs> Sweden magnets. <laughs> See, Joe, you had to put in the, the coupon code to get the 32nd country. Uh, so so, so WCMagnets.com, once again, he says, uh, had a typo in the set I sent you. Obviously, WCMagnets.com is even less professional than your podcast. That being said, WC Magnets, unlike our podcast, Dan, does do edits. Yeah, very nice. Well, the podcast used to, but look. WC Magnets, I'm not going to compete with their professionalism. It's true. Well, thank you. Thank you, St. Josh. Okay. Uh, Well, I think I know exactly what I want to do here, Dan. So the best best team in terms of the best of the best here, number one is England. Wow. With the players to watch. Wow. You can't beat a team that is mostly Tottenham players, captained by our biggest star who just signed a contract extension through 2026 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be around forever. He's one of our own. I mean, you can't beat that. Number two, gosh, you know, I think that number two, uh, is going to be Poland for the Zabrowka. So, I mean, players to watch obviously has this really important aspect of, picking a world cup team because 
you're rooting for those players. But boy, Joe, if you're sipping on some Zabrowka at five in the morning for some of these games, that's gonna that's gonna be nice on the palate. And frankly, I mean, I, you know, the bagel's right up there. And the bagel, you're right. Uh, number three, and I don't even have any questions about this, is that Uruguayan national anthem. I love it. I still listen to it. It's amazing. Number two, of course, is Spanish food. And uh, the lowest is, is unfortunately Denmark. So, you know, the top seed here gets the lowest score. But I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's the way it goes for poor Denmark. Wow. Well, Joe, that's tough for Denmark. But frankly, I, I, it's hard to argue with any of these scores. I mean, they just all make complete sense to me. And I mean, are we ready just to jump right into the worst? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so the worst. Denmark scores so well in every category except for their anthem. They get a two. They had a two out of ten on that anthem. Their lowest score anywhere else was six and a half. So their their anthem was was brutally terrible. And their anthem was boring. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, a country like Denmark deserves a quality anthem, and they should be ashamed. Yeah, it was bad. England, their worst category is atrocities. Joe, you know, uh, colonizing half the world. Uh, yeah. They got some skeletons in their closet. Not a good look. No. Uruguay, they're they're they fell short, Joe, on the biggest celebrity. Ooh. You know, they were yeah. they produced these soccer stars at you know, an exceptional rate considering their size, but if memory served me correctly, outside of that they weren't really adding too much to the uh the cultural zeitgeist. Spain, Spain's lowest category, oof, similar to England, also the atrocities, Joe. But they, they also have a, a fellow low category just half a point away, which would be their system of government, which you didn't like. I believe because they banished uh, the Mizrahis at one point, which... They did. I mean, there's a special category for it. Has, has this country actually actively kicked out the Mizrahi family? Yeah. You, you knock <laughs> off a, a few points for that. It's a surprisingly high, high number. <laughs> and, uh, you know, speaking of those two categories, hey, mimic it for Poland. Their lowest scores ties, and it's the lowest of any of them in uh, both atrocities and system of government, though Zeb did in his email while putting down the other teams, he also did say that it seems like it's something that the minority of people like, whereas maybe the uh, maybe if they had ranked choice voting, the far right people wouldn't be in power. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think, and I'm sympathetic to that from Zeb because it's like, I don't, well, I don't think Americans should be judged for Trump. Like, I don't support Trump. You don't support Trump. Definitely. Though I do think it sort of is logical to judge America as a whole for allowing Trump. And I think that is similarly true for Poland. So I guess I don't, I mean, I I think that's exactly right. Like, some Americans are very good people, but America as a country is complete disaster yeah so look i mean i think i have to uh i think i have to and let's do this reverse order so let's talk about what the worst of the worst categories is yeah you know and i think gosh i think i'm gonna go with the three teams that have the atrocities as their worst and now i just sort of have to divine which ones are the worst of the three atrocities so we're going between England, Spain, and Poland. Right. Because, like, you know, a country committing genocide is worse than having a bad national anthem. Yeah. Uh, so I think, 
I mean, I know Zeb's going to hate this. I think that Poland's the worst because it still is not like been reckoned with as yeah. like an official stance. And the current government is a right wing government. Yeah. Um, and I think that England is worse than Spain, despite my own personal history with Spain. So I think England is second to worst. And then I think Spain is pretty darn close to it, but number three. Uh, so they get a, a freebie point that they probably don't deserve. And then, you know, between Uruguay and Denmark, I think that, uh, I think that Denmark should be number, should get four points here and Uruguay should win this category only because I feel bad for Uruguay because they actually do produce celebrities. They're just all within soccer. And we kind of made the rules in a way that was unfair to Uruguay being this tiny, tiny country of 3 million people. How can you expect them to have like soccer players and movie stars? It's too much. Yeah. I mean, they're the second smallest country, which. Right. But also Suarez is a massively famous player. Infamous even. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. And now one category left, Joe. We're flying right through this. This is going to be under two hours. I am going to be able to pick up my lovely fiance from the airport. But (laughs) speaking of airports and traveling, Joe, if you were to take a plane and go to one of these five countries, what would those top trip advisor destinations be? Oh, are you asking me? I don't know. That's, that's what you're supposed to tell me. Wait, I'm supposed to look this up? Yeah, yeah, you're doing the TripAdvisor research. Oh, for f- God's sakes, Joe. <laughs> I gave you such a good setup. <laughs> I thought it was a rhetorical. I was like, oh, wow, he's really, he's really laying it on. Well, Joe, if you were to get on a discount, <laughs> discount <laughs> carrier going, going, to, going to Denmark... What would your top destinations be, Joe? Okay, well, it's top destinations are cities, so I need I need places or things to do. No, no, no. Yes, top things to do. Okay, this is riveting Joe. podcasting. Okay, go ahead. Number one in Denmark. I'm only going to do the top three for each country. Boom! I love it. The Kneehaven, the historical walking area in Copenhagen. The number two thing to do, the Tivoli Gardens, also in Copenhagen, which is gardens and a theme park. And the third best thing to do is the Lego House in Billund. So that is a... uh, Boy, it's got a lot of Legos in there. So walking around, gardens, Legos. Yeah. Wow, look at this, Joe. The sixth highest thing is the Louisiana Museum of Modern Art. That's uh oh, that's interesting. That's very, I mean, I'm wondering if I'm the search is correct. No, look at that. That's in Denmark. The Louisiana Museum of Modern Art is in Humobeek, Denmark. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know, there you go. There you have it. Trying to look for some of the reviews, but there's no time, Joe. Okay, so what's the next country? That would, of course, be England. So, (sighs) would have been really nice if you had told me this before the podcast, Joe. So, I could have gotten these ready in advance. But, here we go. 
England. Top. Thanks to the okay. What? Okay, this is this isn't right. <laughs> These are all just <laughs> bizarre things. All right. Well, you know what? I did the same thing for Denmark. This doesn't even have five stars. How could this possibly be number one? Okay. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it says number one is the Alton Towers, which only has four stars. <laughs> I mean, well, look, the National Gallery is like number eight, which has four and a half stars. The British Museum, the Windsor Castle, the Chester Zoo, the National Railway Museum. Stonehenge. There we go. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Stonehenge has got to be on there, right? Yeah, Stonehenge, the Houses of Parliament, St. James Park. Yeah, maybe I'll just list a bunch of them because this ranking seems pretty suspect. Hyde Park, the Tower of London, Westminster Abbey, the Natural History Museum, St. Paul's Cathedral, and of course, last on the list, Big Ben. All right. Love it. Okay. In Uruguay, okay. So Uruguay, Joe, what a country. What a country, indeed. It it really is. Quite the country. It's an unbelievable country. And let's look at some of its top things to do. We know it has rivers. We know it has a place called Montevideo. Yes, the Rambla de Montevideo is the number one thing to do, Joe. It is a pier and boardwalk. I mean, you've also got the Museo. Tower de Casa Pueblo, which is an art museum. The Bodega Boutique El Legado, a vineyard. Ooh. The Barrio oh. Historico, a historical walking area. The Lighthouse of Cabo Polinio, a lighthouse. Oh, I love lighthouses. The Playa de Jose Ignacio, a beach. And, uh, yeah, look at that. All sorts of things to do. But look at this. Rambla de Montevideo. It's the number one thing to do in Montevideo. Oh, here we go. I visited this place during winter, so it was very quiet. Very nice long walk. Around 14 kilometers of walking. So, there you go. Wow, this lighthouse is amazing. (laughs) Just looking at images of it right now, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, what's up next? (laughs) Okay. Now, we're not going to finish in time because... All right, here we go. Spain. I've been to Spain. Let's see if these any of these things are places I've been to. Number one, the Benidorm Old Town. The Vulcan El Teadre. The Siam Park. All right, where's the place I've been to? Retiro Park in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Basilico of the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. I've been there. Wow, it's amazing. Uh, Prado National Museum in Madrid. Oh, yeah, the Prado, sure. The, uh, what is that? Sun transfers. That's like a taxi service. (laughs) Casa (laughs) Batilo. I don't know what that is in Barcelona. The Gothic Quarter. Wow, that's, that's crazy. The Basilica de Santa Maria del Mar. I think Megan went there, but I didn't go there. But, uh, yeah, Barcelona's great, Joe. Doesn't have uh, wow. that that crazy park where that uh, that guy made it. That, that was, a, was a crazy place in Barcelona. Yeah, Park Guel. 
Okay, boom. There are some nice basilicas there. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're, those things are crazy. Now, what's the difference between a basilica and a cathedral? Is it just the same thing? I don't know, Joe. Do we I need, don't. like, a Joe Picks potism? Like, you know, there's synagogues for Judaism. There's cathedrals for Christianity. And I guess churches, too. Uh, oh, no. Like, Judaism is like a temple if it's a big one, like a cathedral. And basilicas, do we need something like that? Do we need a structure? I mean, absolutely. We've got to do some thinking on that. Okay, and then let's talk about Poland. Yes. So, top places to go. Again, I don't actually trust this. I, I don't think this is a good list, but <laughs> the Wiltska Salt Mine. Ooh. Salt, salt Mine. Oh, here we go. Old Town Warsaw. Sounds pretty nice. Okay. The Main Market Square in Krakow. Mm-hmm. The Auschwitz State Museum. Yeah. Oskar Schindler's Factory in Krakow. The Krakow Pinball Museum for a little lighter fare. The uh, Church of Peace in Swidnica. The Stained Glass Museum in Krakow. Can we just talk about the fact that it's the Schindler Museum followed by the Pinball Museum? I, w- I wonder if they're close by. If it's like... I mean, I don't that know. first place was a bummer. Let's go, let's go yeah. to the Pinball Museum. Ooh, in Warsaw, they've got the Dollhouse Museum. That's creepy. Your children would love that. And the... <laughs> The last on the list is the, quote, Errant Rocks in Kudowa Zirdrov. The Errant Rocks. I mean, the Errant Rocks has 100% five-star reviews. Spectacular. This is an unusual place. Really worth the visit. What are, the, what are these Errant Rocks? I want to talk about this. I, everybody, sa- everybody says it's amazing. I mean, Errant Rocks must be, like, just a translation. It must have a cooler name in... Polish. Oh, Aaron Rocks. Let me. Oh, wow. Yeah, those rocks are kind of all over the place. Look at that. I normally expect rocks to be in some sort of organized pile, but not these. Not, not these rocks. These are errant rocks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. It's interesting. Poland has more, more like you know, salt mines, errant rocks than I would think. Uh, more geological places to visit. I would have thought uh, they would have no salt mines because I've never actually heard the term salt mine ever used before. So I don't know what that is. How do you think people get salt from the ocean? They mine from for that sweet, sweet salt. Chemical processes. I think, I think the number one place, and this is just for me, that I would like to visit is Spain. Yeah, that's great, Joe. I've never been to five out of uh, five out of five here for me. Joe, uh, you must visit Spain. I, I, I can't wait to go. You'd love soon. the food. Oh my God. Tapas is the best. Joe, we got to go visit Spain together sometime. Let's do it. Why Let's don't we do, ever travel uh, to Europe together? Season three, Dan and Joe pick a European country Boom. to walk around in. Well, if Trump gets reelected, Joe, we might have to oh, move. Oh, to live in. Sure. Well, you know, you know I, and I am still eligible for that sweet, sweet Spanish citizenship. Ooh, that's nice. I hope I can somehow get in on that. Uh, we'd have to get married. But yeah, sure. Uh, okay, Dan. I think... I think number four is England. I mean, there's so much to see in England. Yeah, it's a nice place. Not you can to watch mention, your beloved Tottenham. 
You go to White Hart Lane, exactly right. I think Uruguay is number three mm. for me. You really want to see Montevideo. I, w- I want to see Montevideo. I want to go to South America. And I've always thought about going to South America. And I've always thought of it as going to either Brazil or Argentina. But I feel like Uruguay is like the, you know, it never gets, you know, never gets as much credit. Yeah, doesn't get its due. And, you know, frankly, if you're visiting Brazil or Argentina, just hop it right there. It's right in between them. And then I think Poland. Poland actually sounds a lot more interesting than I think I would have thought going in. I also think that uh, that Poland is uh, Poland is is uh, has both some of like the Jewish history that you don't want to go to, but like you know, it's maybe important at some point to go visit like a concentration camp. Not that I would want to do that; it's not fun, but like it's an important trip to make. Yeah, I went to the Anne Frank house and it was, it was too overwhelming. I couldn't go to I, yeah, one I of did these the concentration camps. Yeah, yeah. But I'm interested in going to Poland. Uh, and then Denmark is sadly last. But they all sound like wonderful places to visit, so I feel bad about that. But I think that's, that's where we are with this. <sighs> Joe. So, Dan, where does this leave us? Unlike Westworld, that always leaves us with more questions than answers. We're, we're honing in, Joe. Because you have created a a two-tiered system. You've got the contenders and, Joe, dare I say, the pretenders. Because coming up the rear are teams with six and seven points, respectively, Denmark and Poland. Wow, the top of the group and the bottom of the group. And then with 11 points, 11 points and 10 points, respectively, the contenders, England, Uruguay, and Spain. Wow. Wow. Each each won a category. So England won the best, Uruguay won the worst, and Spain won the place you want to visit. None of them had a one in anything. I mean, these are just clearly your top top teams in this group. I mean, we didn't talk about how to deal with ties here, which just means that I have to pick who I'm sending on. You have to I mean, boy, Zeb is gonna be Zeb's going to be sad if Poland doesn't make it through, Joe. But for Poland to make it through, this is going to be an, an upset of, of colossal proportions to, to even get us started here. No, look, I mean, I think, I think these scores all sound right to me. I think, I think England and Uruguay are moving on, and England's the top of the group. Wow. Joe, that's it for Spain? That's it for Spain. That's Spain it for is Poland. Out? Oh my god! That's it god. for Denmark. I... This is what happens in the group stage. Think Spain got eliminated in the group stage last year in the World Cup too. Last time <sighs> in the World Cup, this happens. That's sad. It's sad because as you were as you were thinking about that, you know, it's kind of like um, the little trick where if you're not sure what decision you want to make, and then you just flip a coin, and then like as the coin's in the air, you just think what you're rooting for. Yeah, I was rooting for Spain, Joe. I, I think oh, I think in my bracket I, I'm gonna I'm keeping Spain alive in my mind. But hey, it's Joe picks a World Cup team. England Are we gonna do Uruguay. the uh, the traditional cannon fire here? Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. I'm annoyed at myself. I didn't put that in. Well, let me see if any of these sounds are uh, are good. Okay, that's the car crash sound. We've got this one. Car screeching. Got this one. Glass break. Oh, that's not bad. This is scream. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't Wait, do that one again. Are... 
<laughs> We've got thunder. Ooh, I like that. That makes me feel like I'm a god, which fits with the Joe Picks potism, and I'm just handed down like the Ten Commandments. Like, yeah. All right. Let's stick with that one. I I, I kind of like this though. <laughs> We're gonna pinpoint the exact minute when our hundred and sixty listeners turned into twenty. Okay, but here I'm gonna move this over into my my uh, good soundboard. You know, back when I used to edit it, people just miss all these great moments. But here we go, Joe. And then there were two. England and Uruguay. Okay. What a great system we have here. Let's move on. This is good. We have one hour to do three more groups. But before that, we've got a voicemail that hopefully is not about that group. But I don't know what it's about. And Joe, it's from Superfan and Music Laureate Jeff back Jeff's back hey guys uh, music laureate Jeff here um, just wanted to call and say good pickings to you um, and to your families of course um, you know I was thinking um, I don't know where that where you guys draw the line between cults and religions but or if you followed the um, the Heaven's Gate cults at all there, there have been some some podcasts and documentaries made about them um, but essentially it was this group of people who um, who were led by this charismatic leader um, with these like creepy crazy eyes who convinced them all that um, that with the hail bop comment um, each and every one of them would be basically lifted out of their human bodies and evolve into like this level above human. Um, Mm. And so one of the things that they did was a lot of them to prove that they didn't care about their like worthless human bodies is um, a lot of the men or a few of the men um, castrated themselves. So, Mm. I mean, these are the kind of sacrifices Mm. that you, that you often see with these groups. Um, so I was just thinking, you know, I'm not suggesting castration uh, by any means, but um, perhaps an emotional castration might be appropriate for Joe Pick's podism, um, <laughs> which could align with like some kind of a new holiday, uh, which is that everybody must pick a new sports team every year. Um, oh, interesting. And, you know, even maybe the first time that they do it, um, it's like a special... Uh, special coming of age ceremony where you oh, like a bar mitzvah the fandom of your lifelong team of whatever sport um, and we make a holiday out of you you know choosing choosing a new team just like you did um, so yeah maybe maybe make that a, a compulsory part of your religion um, anyways keep up keep up the good work um, been enjoying the this this uh, creation of the new religion. Um, I'm on board. I'm on board. You tell me what to do, and, and I'll do it. I'm ready. Um, and what if that's up to and including yeah, castration? Actually, um, I wanted to... I, I mentioned this on the Reddit forum, uh, but it didn't get much traction, so I just wanted to make another, um, make another attempt to suggest that, Joe, I think you should be referred to not as an African-American-American, but rather an African-American emeritus. 
Uh, oh. <laughs> like the, the only choice um, for, for how you should be referred to. Uh, although, I mean, you know, being the uh, creator of a new religion, I guess there are many, many more names that may, that may um, fit. But I think for now, African-American emeritus is, is the way to go. So that's how I refer to you here, here privately in, in my prayers. So uh, good job, guys. I'm enjoying everything and um, looking forward to season three, which I'm expecting will happen. I'm not sure what the topic will be, but um, I'm counting on it. So don't let me down. All right. See you guys. All right, Joe, yeah. creator Love of it. podcast, picker of choices, first of his name. A lot there. What, uh, where do you want to start with that? What a great voicemail. Great voicemail. First of all, I mean, I think why I hadn't thought of, of you know, Jeff's, Jeff's role, the music laureate's role in this religion. He needs to write us some hymns. You know, that. come to think of it, I'm just, like, music is such a part of every religion. Oh, my God, absolutely. You think about church choirs. You think about, uh, you know, all the prayers that, you know, you know, you and I grew up with in yeah, synagogue. Yeah. You're singing all like, those prayers. D- d- yeah. When you're bar mitzvah, don't you have to like sing? You have to sing like, like you oh, read yeah. your Torah portion, but you have to. But you sing. have to sing it. I th- I had like a singing coach who was like teaching me. Yeah, how you to learn sing the mitzvah. tropes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You learn the musical notes. Yeah, I think I think we need we need like like at least two or three solid prayers for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. We need some hymns. I love the idea of a coming of age ceremony. As we think about the holidays that Joe Picks Potism will have, I think thinking of uh, of 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 the pits the Picks Mitzvah <laughs> is is so important. First of all, I don't think it happens when you're 13. I think it definitely happens when you're like 35. How about a bar Picksvah? A bar Picksvah? Yeah. Or a bot pits Picksvah if you're yeah. a woman, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's your, it's your first, it's your inaugural, uh, adult pickings day. Picks giving. Yes. If you will. And, you know, I don't know what, you know, um, I like the idea of you have to pick a new sports team. You have, you have to, it's not about the picking. It's about the picking and the renouncing. I like the, I yeah, like the renouncing. I love picks. the renouncing. Having engaged in attempting to pick a new sports team, you did pick, you did, you, you wore the visor, you followed the team. I couldn't get I, I I wanted to renounce my team and I sort of did renounce them because I didn't really follow them because they were terrible but I couldn't really find myself getting behind my beloved Atlanta Falcons it just it just didn't take and maybe that's a key thing maybe for your bar or bot Pixfa it's not that you have to do a sports team it's just that whatever you're doing for your inaugural adult picks giving you have to be not just picking but picking and renouncing. Yeah, I actually I like the renouncing. I'm, I'm done with the yeah. Washington sports te- football team, but they're terrible, so it's really easy to renounce, and they're just getting worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but will you, will you, will you unrenounce? Will you re-renounce or no? Unrounce <laughs> once they're good. Uh, yeah, I'll announce them back when they're good. <laughs> yeah, um, which will never happen. So <laughs> there's no risk of that. Yeah, it's weird that renounce and denounce sort of mean the same thing. Yeah. Well, and what, as one final thought on that voicemail, Joe, the only thing our religion condones for you to do with your penis and testicle area is if you're suffering from erectile dysfunction, go over to men's.com. 
put in promo code Open Pickings Day, and look, instead of cutting off your when you castrate, do you cut off the penis too, or do you just cut off the balls? No, no, no. You still have to urinate. It's just the balls. Hmm. Well, there'd still be like a hole there. Ugh. All right. Messy, well, anyways, the point is. We don't want to take anything off there. We want things to grow and get really big. If you're having... For hours and hours. Yeah. If, if your performance is fine, just skip that and just get the, the hair loss stuff. Because, look, everybody's losing their hair. So here's the thing. Here's slather the thing. some of that in there. You might think your performance is fine. If you can't maintain an erection for the entire length of the Columbia episode, you need to go, <laughs> go on the website, get the pills. But if you maintain it for the entire length of the Columbia and Germany episodes, go straight to the emergency Consult your doctor, room. please. Yes. That's yes. a problem. <laughs> All right, Joe. Great voicemail. That was great. And it didn't relate to Group B, which uh, another Joe Pixpod miracle. But, Joe, we got to get this train to move in because I got to get my car to move into that airport in 50 minutes. So Let's we- go. What a great group. Let's go Group A right now. Group I'm A. Ready. All right. And perfect, Joe, because I've got some emails about this group. This group has France, Brazil, Belgium, Peru, and Iceland. And how exciting. I just want to note, I've already, Marcelo already texted me and said, what are you doing on Sunday? Come over. Me and all my Brazilian friends are watching the game at 11 a.m. So I've already got the invite. Oh, beautiful. I mean, it's amazing. But here's what he says from new super fan, Kev. Wait, is this the right group? Yes, it is. This is group A related. Do you know him? No, I don't think so. Hmm. A.K.A. Mufi. Oh, I know Mufi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the name sounds familiar. I think he's the related to one of our fans emeritus. He's related to fan emeritus Emily, and and uh, the Mufinator wrote in before. He's This is his second email. Yeah, super fan. He says, Dan and Joe, the end is upon us here, so I thought I'd get in one last thought. I am imploring, Joe, not to pick Belgium. I agree with Joe on almost all of his ratings for this exciting team and country, including the apparently controversial 10 for food and couponing. However, having a team of exciting players, many of whom play in the Premier League, has made Belgium the hipster pick for the upcoming World Cup. As we see in sports time and time again, the overly popular dark horse never makes it hard, never makes it far. Damn it. They've got that erectile dysfunction stuff on the mind. <laughs> Joe, don't make the Fjord jumpers pick. Thanks again for the hours, days question mark of enjoyable content i wish you both a solemn and respectful yom picor <laughs> so stupid so there it okay. is joe okay <laughs> and um, i mean yom yom picor clearly is the holiday where you atone for all of your bad picks over the past year yeah which look who hasn't made bad choices joe of course you just have to atone for them but, I, actually, but isn't it, Yom Kippur literally the same? <laughs> but it's, it's a trick because you never, you never atone in Joe Pick's potism. Yeah. You know, the, the sad part about this is if we actually put all the rules down on paper, the one person who fits this more than anybody is Donald Trump. Like, he is like the original Joe Pick's potist. He makes every, he, he makes a lot of choices. He makes them completely confidently. He never apologizes for anything. But he doesn't, he doesn't spend as much time as Joe Pixpotism would demand consulting like, and researching. I mean, you're his right, only research right. is watching Fox and Friends. It's true. You're right. 
Yeah, right. He he does take that tenet very terribly. He has the confident part, but he never he doesn't. Yeah, I guess this whole podcast series is us putting days of thought into making this one choice, whereas he puts like minutes of effort into making even it's the much most more serious important choices. decisions. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But Yom Yom Picor is definitely where you 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 consider bad picks that you made over the year, but then you double down on them. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that, that should right, talk me, about this group. Help me in my court case tomorrow. Yeah, I ran the stop sign. Do it again. <laughs> I think Joe, and this is from Constantine. This is the last part of his email that I teased. It's related to this group. I think Joe has to pick France. France has an exciting team this time, and they're fun to watch. They have a young team with great spirit. Also, they have an exciting bracket with the increasing level of difficulty. It is likely they will play Croatia, Nigeria, or Iceland in the round of 16 Portugal or Uruguay in the quarterfinal, Brazil in the semifinal. Wow, this is very optimistic. And Germany in the final. Isn't that an exciting bracket? If they do it all the way to victory, what World Cup it's going to be. And uh, he says, just wanted to, sorry for the long email, wanted to thank you for your hard work. Joe, have a good trip. Are you already did, Joe? Dan, congratulations with your wedding, planning and preparation, yada, yada, yada. I can't deal with that additional stress right now. But look at that, Joe. So, We've gotten one email imploring you not to pick Belgium and another one imploring you to pick France. So let's just get right into this, going from top to bottom in the old rankings, which again, may or may not have any uh, connection to what you're going to pick. And in fact, if we look in the last group, the top rated team, Denmark, came up with the lowest score. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So we've got France, the number one seed, the pot one team, Brazil, a pot two team, very unusual for them, but you know. Brazil, always always a risk to, to make it out of whatever bracket they are, regardless of their spot. Belgium, the number three seed, the pot three team, but already with that email insulting them, Joe. A fan favorite and real dark horse team in the number four slot, Peru. And Iceland with a zero score because they were a Dayenu team, Joe. I mean, they're they're a complete wild card. I, they can't even have a best or worst because we don't even know what their best or worst would be. So, that's right. Wow. I guess let, let's get started right with the best. I, we, we really don't have time. France, best player to watch, Joe. Then we move to Brazil. And boy, Brazil has so many things they could be best at. But, Joe, I mean, Brazil throughout the board was like good. The, the, their highest score is not that high, but their lowest score is very high. So, they're, they're, didn't have much variance, and their highest score was the food, Joe. And boy, one of those steak kebabs. Oh my god, amazing. Now, Joe, of course, for Belgium, controversially, their top score, also the food. That has gotten a lot of consternation. There's another email that I'm going to bring up later for Group D that also insults that score. <laughs> and people, that, that has been my most controversial score of the entire season definitely and peru their best score is the atrocities what a well-behaved country even throughout history and iceland i don't know joe if i had to if i had to what were my passover categories again i don't remember did we talk about celebrity yeah we talked about something else and something else i'm sure we talked about fan culture i feel like iceland has a good fan culture they invented that uh that big clap that everybody liked 
Yeah, uh, sure. they're not so great and too good, too bad. They're you know they're a huge long shot. They're you know I think they had a few celebrities that were good. I mean, look, look. Let's be honest. I mean, we can just sort of assign it here. The best thing about Iceland is that they're they're like the Cinderella story. They're the smallest team in the World Cup, and they're super tiny, and and it's it, it's very impressive that they made the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Their their story, like if they progress in the tournament, uh. You know, it would be amazing. And who's not going to root for them unless, of course, they're playing the mighty France? Although, by the way, France is kind of fun because we, if you're a fan of the U.S. men's national team, they played France over the weekend. And, uh, you know, it was fun to get introduced to the France team. But, boy, only a, a uh, 1-1 draw, you know, not, not the result they were hoping for. It's true. It's true against the uh, young Americans. Yeah, but the one stat that I loved was, like, as the game finished, and I did read that ringer piece that uh, it was tough, yeah. tough to read, but yeah, it did insult a lot of the United States. It was funny in that Belgium game that I have such fond memories of. It's like, in even in that Belgium game that we loved, like Belgium outshot the U.S. like 26 to 3 or something, which <laughs> is know, insane. And, and Tim Howard saved so yeah, many goals. It, like a World Cup record for saves. And uh, <laughs> in the France game, it was the same. Like the, France outshot the U.S. like 20 to 2. And like the scoreline was 1-1, but it just as easily could have been like 5-0 France. I mean, it probably should have been. I mean, France France is such a has such good players to watch this year. Uh, you know, in addition to their captain Hugo Lloris, obviously who I love, uh, I think that that they're that they're going to do well in this category. But look, it wouldn't be uh, in preparation for Yom Pickings. I like the Belgian food. Wow! And look, they're gonna, <laughs> double down, Joe. Got to double down on that. So they're going to get five points for this. Wow! France <laughs> is going to get four points for the player to watch. <laughs> Brazilian food gets three points. Oh, geez. You know, Peruvian. You know what? I feel like Peru should be higher in this, though. Now I'm kind of thinking, give Peru three, give Brazil two. Oh, no, that Brazilian food. That was gonna, that's going to be the cuisine of my wedding, Joe. Oh, no. And give Iceland one. I feel like you salvaged that a little bit with Peru, Joe. But I'm, I'm wondering if one of the, the twists of this podcast is you're going to turn from everybody's hero and perhaps deity to the heel you're like everybody's gonna hate you by the end of this all because of the fucking belgium food apparently i mean if you move belgium on you're gonna lose like (laughs) 10 percent of our podcast following let's look at the worst balls and strikes okay (laughs) wow (laughs) people would argue that your strike zone is wildly inconsistent but france atrocities four You did not like their atrocities. I don't remember what they were, but I'm sure they were terrible. Brazil, they have three categories tied for the lowest score, but their lowest score is only a six. So even um, their worst category is, at worst, mediocre. But you didn't like their system of government, their atrocities, and they're too good, too bad. I mean, they are the the World Cup favorite, so that's not great. Maybe uh, just to to keep it interesting, we'll we'll highlight that as... um, their their category. Oh no, because, I think that is their worst category. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Now Belgium, their worst category. Boy, by far the worst. Almost the worst of all countries in this category. There's only one worse. Is their atrocities? They are horrible, horrible country that did a lot of horrible, horrible things. You know, they all for that sweet, sweet rubber. No, I don't think they were the ones for the rubber. That was uh, that was Nigeria. 
No, 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 no. No, no. Belgium had occupied the Congo for their rubber, oh. for their rubber plants. Well, look, you've got the memory. Well, Josh and Zev. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was the, the um, yeah, they, they both agreed. And Peru, their worst score is a tie between celebrity and player to watch, which I think by, kind of both come from the same place, which is this is um, this country is sort of like the scrappy underdog that both in their soccer team and country in general aren't like, you know, they're just scrappy underdog. They're, they're not supplying too much to the world in either, either place. But look, they're still in the World Cup and uh, they're loving it. And last but not least is Iceland, which again, Got I think their worst category would be just that they are not going to do anything. Yeah, they're too they're good, too go bad. Also, cup. might be the worst. They're just too bad because I think everything else is fine, except for who is their player to watch? Mm. Do you know anybody on the team? I uh, uh, I think Gilfi Sigurdsson is Icelandic. I think. How do you feel about uh, like cod and like salted cod, whatever they eat there? I yeah, I love I love a good cured fish. Yeah, but yes, Gilfi Sigurdsson, former Tottenham player, currently plays for Everton, Icelandic soccer player. He's actually really good. He's a fun player to watch. Joe, you just always pick Premier League teams. How predictable! <laughs> but there you have it. So we've got we've got two good Brazil. We've got two bad Iceland. We've got Peru with a joint player to watch and celebrity, and we've got France with those atrocities also, but much worse atrocities in the same category is Belgium. So. You know, based on your score, you gave Belgium half a yeah, point. Yeah, look. And, and you gave France a four. So, you know, you're, Belgium is, is bad. I think Belgium is just too bad. They get, they get only one point here. Monster. And, and, and I remember Zev's story was terrible. And this is just to remind listeners or maybe listeners who haven't listened to the Belgium episode. I had a friend in town. He's like, oh, you're talking about Belgium. I hate Belgium. And he goes off about these atrocities. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's a weirdo. Uh, like he really has strong opinions about Belgium, which I think everyone who doesn't know this history is like, oh, Belgium's a nice little country. They're like never, you know, they're not like, you know, aggressive in all these wars. And then, of course, uh, PhD fan emeritus Josh, who I would trust with any historical research, basically says the exact same thing that Zev said. And it's like, okay, yeah, Belgium's terrible. Um, I think number two, with only two points, the second worst, I think is is Iceland here only because I think that being too bad is going to be less enjoyable than being too good um, in this World Cup. Yeah, those odds at uh, 300 to 1, not, yeah. not looking good. Yeah. I think France gets three here. I think the France France maybe got a generous score with atrocities, but they, but, you know, they still committed some atrocities. Then I think, uh, I think Peru... Sort of similar to Uruguay, kind of. It's hard to blame them for not having celebrities. I feel like their celebrities were actually even worse than Uruguay because they don't even have the huge soccer stars. But, but I'll give them only four points for this. And Brazil, I mean, Brazil's lowest score is a six. Like you got to give credit to that. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, I think also to the point like too good, too bad is no fun. But look, they're still four to one, so it's like there's still chance of winning the World Cup's pretty small. It's only twenty percent. So. Even if you did, yeah, sort of jump on a team like that, it's not like you're, it's not like rooting for the fucking Warriors. No, no, no. And much like Germany, even though they came in, you know, very well liked into the last World Cup because of all the story about like a European club winning in South America, it's, it's sort of the same thing with Brazil now because they 
uh, were ousted from the last World Cup in such dramatic fashion, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, they are too good, but they'd still be a fun story for sure. Yeah. All right, Joe. Yeah. I've uh, maybe got something better here because I, this TripAdvisor seems like whatever, but I've just typed in places to visit in France and then Google has pulled something up, which it looks pretty good, Joe. Okay, let's do it. Wait, are you using Bing or Google? Uh, you caught me, Joe. I don't think Bing has this feature. You know I'd, <laughs> I'd use Bing if I could. Good sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Just every time you search, just put our co code open picking stay at the end of your search string. Anyways, Joe, number one destination just, in just France. Just when you go to Google to find something, when you go to Google to find something, just 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 Bing Google and then click on the link. <laughs> Paris, Joe, French's capital. Oh, crap, France's capital. I need, need the Homeland Handbook to center me. France's capital, home to the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, Notre Dame, sidewalk cafes, and high fashion. And why oh, not, I Joe? Versailles. Palaces, gardens, Louis the Fourteenth. How about Nice? The French Riviera town known for its Matisse and other art museums, pebbly beaches, and medieval old town. Wow, this is so much better than TripAdvisor, Joe. The French Riviera, glitzy stretch of beach, <laughs> resort town with luxury hotels and boutiques, villas and yacht-lined marinas. Tours, Joe. French city. Oh, is that a city? French city known for its medieval quarter, St. Gatien Cathedral. Cannes, French Riviera, known for its film festival. Marseille, known for the stock market. Lyon, yada, yada, yada. Oh, my God. Dan, Dan, let's go to France. It sounds amazing. Strasbourg, Avignon, Carcassonne. I've played that game. Oh, I love Carcassonne. Yeah. All right. Carcassonne. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Brazil. Wow. I'm sure there are going to be some things here to see. Number one thing to do, Joe. The Copacabana on the Rio de Janeiro. Or, while you're there, go check out the Christ the Redeemer statue. Or, also, maybe Sugarloaf Mountain, which is uh, also seems to be in the Rio de Janeiro. Or how about the Ipanema Beach? Fashionable Ipanema is known for its iconic namesake beach, which, beach, which draws a diverse crowd for sunbathing and socializing. You love both of those things, Joe. I do. How about the Porto de Gaulianas? It's a beach. It's a major tourist destination. Or the Le Coin Maranhais National Park, an extensive protective coastal area of sand dunes and salt marsh with numerous ponds and lagoons. <sighs> that sounds nice, Joe. All right. So this seems to be a lot of beaches, a lot of, uh, a lot of beaches. That seems to be their top, top thing to do. Maybe it makes sense. Yeah, everybody loves going to the beach. Yeah, we like going to the beach. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Top things to do in Belgium. The Grand Place. Huge city square completely encircled by hel- elegant historic buildings dating back to the 14th century. The Mannequin Piece. The iconic 17th century fountain with a bronze statue of a small boy dressed in a costume during festivals. Is he going to... Is he pissing? Can't tell. Okay, the atomium, a giant stainless steel atom, particles connected by escalators with uh, exhibitions and views from 92 meters. Wow, you get up pretty high, Joe. How about Mini Europe, a miniature park with Europe's landmarks created on a scale of 25 to 1, from Big Ben to the Eiffel Tower. 
It's like traveling to all of these other places, Joe, in one. And last but not least, the Belfry of Bruges. The medieval bell tower with 366 steps leading to views plus plus a treasure chamber and 47 belled carillon. Wow. That sounds fun, Joe. Now, if you were going to Peru, what would you expect to see? Wow. None other, Joe. Definitely some pyramids, right? How about Machu Picchu? Yes. Iconic hilltop ruins of a large 15th century Inca city featuring numerous structures and terraces. Or how about the Nazca Lines? Hundreds of ancient geoglyphs in the Nazca Desert with the the purpose and origin remains a mystery, Joe. Looks like a big spider. How about the Colca Canyon? The scenic canyon known for its condors is a popular destination for hiking tours and, Joe, your favorite, bird watching. How about Huanu Pichu? Huanu Pichu, Quechua, Huanu is a mountain in Peru around which the Urumbamba River bends. It's located in the Cusco region. Mm. And last but not least, Joe, the Sacred Valley. Our religion needs one of those. The Sacred Valley is a region of Peru's Andrian Highlands, along with the nearby town of Cusco and the ancient city of Machu Picchu. It formed the heart of the Inca Empire. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Grab some Inca Cola Ooh. and hike up that mountain. I love it. Now, if you were going to Iceland, you could go to the Blue Lagoon, popular spa destination mm-hmm. featuring an outdoor lagoon with mineral-rich waters and a lava field. The Golfoss, iconic natural wonder located in the Hevita River, known for its stunning two-stage waterfall. How about the uh, the Golden Circle? The Golden Circle is a popular tourist destination route in southern Iceland, covering about 300 kilometers, looping from Reykjavik into the southern uplands of Iceland and back. Or how about the geyser? The great, sometimes known as the great geyser, is a geyser in southwestern Iceland. It was the first geyser in a printed source, Joe. How do you like that? The first ever geyser. Wow. All right. And, uh, yeah, really a lot of natural, there's a lot of waterfalls. I mean, like, half of the destinations are waterfalls. So there you go, Joe. A little bit for you of of everywhere, though. You got your beaches in Brazil. You got your waterfalls. Nice one. I mean, Machu Picchu. I don't even remember what the Belgian things were in France. I mean, come on. Eiffel Tower, Joe. Get some of the wine region. I want to go to all these places. Yep. (laughs) Okay. I will say, the place that I am... Let's say, least interested in going is probably, gosh, I, I really want to go to all these places. All right. Is probably a tie with Iceland and Belgium. I'm not shocked, Joe. Iceland and Belgium, and they each, they each get 1.5 points because I can't decide. I, I, I still want to go to both. I mean, if you went to Belgium, you'd get that delicious Belgian food. But, you know, some of those places, these other places have really iconic places. You know, the uh, Copacabana Beach, Machu Picchu, and obviously France is just full of places. But 
I mean, I've, I've been to France a few times, so like, like maybe I don't need to go there again so soon. But man, I think number one here, gosh, this is so hard, but like, I think going to Machu Picchu would be awesome. I think, I think that's a five out of four wow. or five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> five out of four, Joe. Look, you can make the scoring whatever you want it to be. I think, I think they get a five and, uh, you know, I think, I think it goes, I guess, I think France and Brazil tie. I think they both get uh, 3.5 here. Wow, Joe. We now, with the final scores, we once again have a two-tiered system. And I'm no math expert, but it might be based on the way the scoring works. This will always happen, but maybe not. We'll find out if we go. In dead stinking last, with a terrible, their highest score is two. I mean, those people who sent us the email, but then never actually followed up because clearly they were just spamming us. Iceland, yeah. four and a half, Joe. You know what? It serves them right for trying to act like they were all authentically trying to engage us. Yeah, no. they tricked us. No. I don't like that. I don't, I don't take too kindly to folks like that. So, no. I mean, they're not out yet. It's not official. But there is going to be a tall task for them to come back for this. Belgium started out hot, Joe, with a 5 in the best category, but with a 1 and a 1.5. They're in second to last with 7.5. And And then you've got your three teams, your contenders here. France and Brazil, you couldn't couldn't cut them apart, Joe. Couldn't take them apart. Each came in at 10.5. And Peru, in the lead... With 12. Peru solid all the way around with the 3-4-5 coming in at 12. Uh, France was a little more consistent with the 4 and the 3. Whereas Brazil was, you know, their best wasn't as good too. But their worst was the best at 5. So and wow. another, this is tough. another tough tour. I mean, you're, you're going to well, have to do something here. I'm going to put Peru forward. All right, wow, that's exciting. And they won the group. They won the group. It's not even close. They have 12 points. I mean, come on. Fans are going to love that. Peru uh, is a huge fan favorite, Joe. And then, gosh, between France and Brazil, it sure is hard. That is what they're saying right now, Joe. They live on till tomorrow. That's so exciting. And then... Sorry, I interrupted your, your... I don't know if interrupting somebody while making a choice is a cardinal sin, but I deeply apologize. It is. You'll have to uh, do do uh, 10 Hail Joes. I give my humblest pickings apology. <laughs> I, think, I think the second team to advance from Group A... I mean, it's got to be France. What a great national anthem. What great fruit, wow. food. You know. Wow. Wow. And I did highlight the um, their top score, which was the player to watch, but their anthem was actually the highest anthem of any country. So uh, exactly. Their, exactly. their player to watch only tied with England, but you did like that anthem. So, wow. I mean, that's the, the pot one team and the pot four team. Poor Brazil. I, I, I feel no sympathy for Belgium. They're monsters. And uh, <laughs> Iceland... I feel whatever the negative of I I would give them a negative score for their trickery of us, but you know what? Goodbye. We hardly knew ye. It was fun. I I really enjoyed that Brazil episode. But 
Yes. Yes. Out they go. All right. You want to go Group C or Group D? I think Group C. Let's talk about Group C. Yeah, this Let's is just this is I think the group of life, Joe. We have no emails about this group, so we'll be able to blow through this really quickly. So I can make this pick up. Yeah, we got to put a timer. That should be wasting time right now. Argentina, South Korea, Costa Rica, Japan, and Senegal, Joe. In that order. Let's look at their best categories, Joe. Argentina was best with those biggest celebrities, Joe. None other than your favorite person in the world, Mauricio oh, Pochettino. Mauricio Pochettino. I mean, how can you root against that guy? I, I think just based on Mauricio Pochettino, their odds of moving through this bracket are very high. But let's not forget <laughs> South Korea. Boy, they've got they've got some top contenders, too. They are It's tie. Their top uh, choice is a tie between player to watch of course, your favorite Tottenham player, and drink. Boy, we had a, a real fun time drinking. Oh, that's so It was so good. Absolutely. So uh, a couple categories there. Now Costa Rica, 10 out of 10 highest score in the entire group for atrocities. I mean, look, small little country, never did anything rude to anybody. You know, ne- never even so much as a, a, a stink eye, never even a bad glance. And then... Japan, Joe, 10 out of 10 in that food category. This is this is going to be real tough, Joe. I don't know, I don't know how you're going to choose for this. Oh, it's rough. And it's then rough. Senegal, no scores on anything. Uh, I don't exactly remember what you love so much about them, but they're, they're in here. Good for Senegal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't I don't remember either. But let's but 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 look, I mean, I think I think there's, uh, you know, Senegal has probably some great players to watch, I bet. Joe, we don't have time to even pretend we remember what Senegal is good for. All right, look, look. Here's the deal. I I don't think you can compete with the amazing, perfect, beautiful Mauricio Pochettino. But boy, Joe, Japanese so I food. I think the only way to compete with it is Japanese food. And that's why I give Japan and Argentina both 4.5. They both wow. win the category. Wow. Joe, I think you're sort of, you're copping out and you're choosing. Your, your tie rate is going through the roof. This is bad choosing. All right. All right. All right. No more ties. No more ties. Uh, you, you, know, you can have think... one tie per group, but that's it. This one yeah. is a fair tie. Then I think, uh, you know, I love Son for South Korea. So I think that they get third place. I think uh, Costa Rica, uh, you know, look, it, great they didn't have any atrocities. Good for them. But they come in uh, in fourth place here. And then Senegal, because we don't remember anything about it, uh, yeah. sadly gets fifth place. Poor Senegal. But look, that could help them in the worst of the worst, because who knows what they were worst at. But... Japan, oof, lowest score in the atrocities, Joe, a zero, a dead stinking zero. They did horrible things, and if, well, I mean, we just did that recently, and it seems like they are not only sort of not atoning for it, but they're sort of going in a little bit reverse, so uh, that's uh, that's bad. Uh, Costa Rica comes in, poor two out of ten on those celebrities, Joe. They're, you know, not bringing too much to the table there, unfortunately for them. South Korea... Really didn't like that anthem. 
I uh, I don't remember the details of it, but uh, they, they came in pretty low for Anthem and their second worst category, Too Good, Too Bad. They were actually good in everything else, but those two categories were their, their big weaknesses. Now, Argentina, really, there's almost no weakness to be found, but their, their system of government rated as a 6.5, which was their lowest score. So, you know, Argentina, you really had, had trouble finding uh, that. Argentina actually is the number one overall seed, by the way. Yeah, no, I... I'm not surprised, uh, uh, you, know, you know, given that there's really nothing that we could have said bad about Argentina. But look, Japan is definitely the worst here. Yeah. And just like you said, I mean, terrible atrocities, they still are kind of denying. Uh, you know, we're getting into uh, the same category over and over again with these tiny countries that just have trouble producing celebrities. Uh, and I think that's true for Costa Rica too. But I think that I, I do remember South Korea's anthem was both boring and long. Uh, and they have Cardinal Sin, all that, Joe Picks Potism. All that great K pop, they could have just, you know, had one of those songs as their national anthem. Uh, so I think uh, they are going to get the second worst. Okay. And I think Costa Rica is number. Costa Rica gets four points for this because I remember... Oh, no, sorry. Senegal gets four points. Wow. Because I remember that they have had... Their best thing was that they had, like, no atrocities. Very stable government in Senegal. Mm. And then Argentina, of course... I mean, look. If the worst thing about them is a 6.5 system of government, boom. Five points for them. Now, I'm trying Good to remember them. that one. I'm trying to... If that's the, the country that had all the coup experience or that was somebody else, but they all sort of blend together. All right, Joe, visit. I think it was a little bit of corruption, but that was it. Yeah. All right. Places to visit in Argentina, Joe. Boy. Of course, two of these are countries that I'm visiting in a month. It's true. But look, Joe, you get on that plane, you go all the way down to... All right. Well, I don't want this K-pop in the background. Maybe when we get to Korea. You take that flight. You don't even really have to change time zones. And where could you end up, Joe? Buenos Aires. I mean... What a, a place to go. How exciting is that? Uh, so many things to do, Joe. You could go to the old La Boca in Buenos Aires, a working-class area with a cluster of attractions near the Riachula River, steakhouses and street artists. Wow. Boom. Or Los Glaciares National Park, a vast protected area of glaciers, ice fields, peaks, and Andrean Patagonian Forest. Or, Joe, how about National Route 40? You love to drive. National Route 40 is a route in western Argentina stretching from Puta Loyola near Rio Gales and Santa Cruz, yada, yada, yada. How about this, Joe? You could go mountain climbing on Aconcagua. Aconcagua is the highest mountain outside of Asia. It's 6,960 meters and the highest point in the southern hemisphere in the Andes mountain range. <sighs> Joe. You could go to Casa Rosada, the venerable pink-colored palace that housed the presidential office and features guided tours. There's just so much to see here, Joe. Really. I mean, natural beauty, high peaks, pink buildings. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That sounds great. Now, Joe, how about if you're going to South Korea? <sighs> Things you could I'm see. I'm going to take notes right now. I, I need to know. Yeah. You could go to the... Myeongdong. The <coughs> bustling Myeongdong mm-hmm. is a shopping area packed with international fashion brands, luxury department stores, and homegrown co- cosmetic shops. You could go to 
Jiong Bok Kung, a free guided tour, are offered of this large 14th century royal palace with a museum and gardens. You can go to the North Seoul Tower, opened in 1980. This iconic tower offers panoramic views of the city. And Joe, boy, how about instead of just eating, eating in a revolving restaurant, eat as you spin. You could go to Insadong, a neighborhood of the Jongnu district in Seoul, which, uh, I don't know, is a good place to shop. You go to Everland, a popular amusement park. You could go to Lata World, a water park. Wow, that water park looks pretty awesome, Joe. Now, imagine you were going to Costa Rica. Ooh, ecotourism, man. I mean, you are right on because all the top things are natural wonders. You could go to Manuel Antonio National Park, an expansive coastal rainforest nature reserve with rich wildlife and many marine species. Or how about the Arenal Volcano, an active Andesitic stratovolcano in northwestern Costa Rica, Whew. or the Tortuguero National Park, a forest and marine wildlife sanctuary known for nesting green and leatherback turtles, Joe. Boy, didn't re- remember when we were uh, uh, snorkeling in Hawaii and saw those turtles? I do. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. you love those turtles. And look, Lake Arenal, the Irazu Volcano. The Monteverde Cloud Forest Reserve. If you want some ecotourism, Joe, boy, get out of town. You're going to Costa Rica. Japan. Top things to do, Joe. How about this? How about climbing up Mount Fuji? It's an active volcano about 100 kilometers southwest of Tokyo, commonly called Fujisan. It's the country's tallest peak at 3,776 meters. Or how about Kinkakuji? a historic Chanquil temple with a gold leaf facade set amid landscape gardens and a reflecting pond. Or maybe Kiyomizu Dera, an iconic Buddhist temple, Joe. Oh, my goodness. Which we know is compatible with Joe Pixpodism. On Absolutely. Mount Otawa, known for the scenic view afforded from its veranda. Or how about the Tokyo Sky Tree, the world's tallest freestanding broadcast tower? I mean, boy, we're a podcast broadcast tower. With an observation deck with 360 degree use, Tokyo Disneyland, the offshoot of the iconic oh, yeah, theme park. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. If memory serves me correctly, with North Korea in the news, the other son of uh, the the North Korean guy who died lost favor when he tried to get into Japan with a fake passport to go to Tokyo Disney- Disneyland. And he was busted for that and brought shame to the family. And uh, Totally worth it. Have, totally worth it. <laughs> but he didn't even go. He got caught. Uh, I'm trying to find that uh, good uh, the sushi place, but that's not even on the... Oh, here it is. Tsukiji Fish Market. Sprawling wholesale fish market with an array of seafood and viewing areas oh my for gosh. the popular yes. tuna option. Yes. Wow. Joe and Senegal finishing us off. <sighs> yeah, what am I going to do in Senegal? You have so many things to do, Joe. How about going to the House of Slaves? Open <laughs> Open in 1962, this museum and memorial documents a history of the Atlantic slave trade. So, if you want something a little lighter than that, how about... The Pinball Museum across the street. (laughs) How about the African Resistance Monument, completed in 2010. This 49-meter bronze statue depicts a woman, man, and child looking out into the sea. Okay. We could also go to Lake Retba. Lake Retba is... uh, 30 miles east of Dakar in northwest. It's named for its pink something. Gori is a tiny car-free island. Oh, Joe, you wouldn't have to drive. 
Uh, Carfree Island off the coast of Dakar. It's known for its role in the 15th and 19th slave trade. Jesus. Okay. Uh, how about... Oh, the Forat de Bandia, a safari park with giraffes, rhinoceros, zebras, and other wild animals, plus, Joe, your favorite, a gift shop. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so I'll tell you what. I think the place I'm, I'm, I'm least interested in visiting is Senegal. Mm. No, knock on Senegal, but there's like five African countries I go to before Senegal. Uh, the place... I'm most interested in visiting is, of course, Japan, where I'm going. Hmm. That's why we're going. Then we get to some pretty tricky territory here. And you're going to be uh, in Japan I, during the World Cup. So that's, you know, that, that also is, yeah. helps that five point rating. I think that Costa Rica is next with four points. And then I think it's. Ooh, I really want to go to South Korea and Argentina. I think it's Argentina, then South Korea. In which order? Three points for Argentina, two points for South Korea. All right, Joe. This, is, this group has no delineations, no plateaus. It's just a, a slow decline. We've got Argentina on the top at 12 and a half, which is the highest score any, any country's gotten thus far. Then next, you have Japan at 10 and a half, followed closely behind by Costa Rica at nine. Then... South Korea at seven, and then Senegal down at six with uh, two last place ones, and then that that nice four for the the worst. But it's been rough outside of that. But but boy, this is this is tough, Joe. Argentina twelve and a half, Japan ten and a half, Costa Rica nine, South Korea seven, and Senegal at six. Look, I think this one's pretty clear. I think Argentina wins the group, and I think Japan rounds it out at second. Wow. All right. I mean, that's once again the 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 number one seed and the the number four seed going through. Those are those are lucky numbers, except for in Group B where both those teams were eliminated. But <laughs> they're they're lucky numbers for this group. So South Korea, Costa Rica, and Senegal. Boy, we we had a fun time with that uh, South Korea episode. But we did. That was a lot of fun. That was a great episode, and you know they had a good run. Yeah. But let's uh, get. Get a nice thunderclap for them. I feel no loss for for Costa Rica and Senegal. But you know what? I, I frankly, I think they were punching above their weights even to make it this far. So good for them. That sound is is what it will sound like when those uh, that volcano in Costa Rica erupts. But now, Joe, <laughs> this is great. We move to our last group, and our timing looks okay. We just have to do this in fifteen I'm ready minutes. For it. But we do have emails. Boom. So this is from David. And I'll just set the stage here. Our teams in order of seeding. Colombia, Portugal, Mexico, Sweden. And the last, the lowest seed, surprisingly, is Powerhouse Germany, which this email relates to. Joe, I know you're not going to pick Germany. But I want to take the chance to spread some knowledge related to the food and couponing category. One thing that annoys me here in the U.S. and some other countries is the skewed perception of Germany and its diversity in terms of foods and drinks, etc. Often, people think of Germany as Oktoberfest, giant steins of beer, leather pants, pork knuckle, leather pants, pork knuckle, etc. All of these things are from... Literally, that's literally all we talk about when we talk about German food. (laughs) These things are from southern Germany, mostly Bavaria, as if you would only think of Texas when you think of the U.S. Bavaria and Texas are equally conservative, religious, etc. Actually, 
Germany is much more diverse. For example, Hamburg, the second largest city after Berlin, is in the north. It is close to the ocean, and fish is a typical food, either fried like fish and chips, pickled like a lot of Scandinavian food, smoked or plain. After a long night with lots of drinking and no sleep, you hit the fish market at 5 a.m. when it opens. Awesome hangover cure. In addition, especially Italian and Turkish immigrants heavily influenced German cuisine. The donor kebab, grilled meat and salad in a flatbread, was invented in Berlin. If you want fast food, the most common choice would be grilled meats, bratwurst, currywurst, burgers, etc., or donor kebab. High-quality Italian restaurants can be found all over the country, even in many small towns. Germany also has a very seasonal cuisine. In the spring, asparagus and strawberries are favorites. We also have delicious chocolate, waffles, and the best, most diverse bread in the world. Fresh rolls with meats, cheese, and jam are very common for breakfast. Joe, if you rate Belgian cuisine a 10, give Germany the score it deserves a 17. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. But anyways... With that out of the way, he makes a very, a, a, a big, oh, okay. It doesn't even say, uh, I don't even think I have to pick up Megan. I think she's getting home on her own. Great. <laughs> Problem solved. Okay. And now we can stretch this out for another hour. Okay, great. Columbia, Joe, their top best category, biggest celebrity, Joe. I mean, we just did this episode. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat, you can't beat Shakira. The, the Her hips don't lie for why this category is ranked so high. Portugal, their best category, also a 10 out of 10, also the best of all the countries in this category. Too good, too bad, Joe. I mean, they were your sweet spot in this category. And Joe, boy, another 10 out of 10. This group is, is sort of a powerhouse group. I mean, this might be the group of death here. This is a group of death, Mexico, absolutely. food, 10 out of 10, Joe. Ugh. And I'll tell you, when we were in uh, San Francisco and, and Tony and Pam were visiting, they wanted me to take them to the mission, the area of San Francisco that uh, has a lot of uh, Mexican immigrants who came a few generations ago. And it's a very, has some of the best Mexican cuisine in the country, if not the best. And boy, we got a, a Mexican style, mission style burrito, and they were loving it, Joe. I mean, we, we literally went to the place that won the America's best burrito. So, boy, Mexican food's the best. Although, it's a little different from the food in Mexico. Anyways, Sweden, Joe. Yeah, but that table-side guac that we get in Mexico, come on. You can't beat that. That's true. It's good guac. Although, we're not going gonna to have to find a new uh, go-to in our new uh, resort. Ugh, I know. Sweden, Joe. Atrocities. Nine out of ten. Apparently, very good country. I... I I think we did those somewhere in the middle, but yeah, I mean, who has a bad thing to say about Sweden? And last but not least, Joe, Germany, you gave a 9 out of 10 for that player to watch, that that 28-year-old Dortmund player that I don't remember. That uh, So you got him. For Sweden, we got those atrocities. For Mexico, we got the food. For Portugal, we've got that too good, too bad. And for Colombia, we've got Shakira. I mean, I think there's clearly a, a like top three and then a bottom two here. I think that Sweden and Germany are the bottom two, and that like Sweden's big claim to fame is they didn't kill anyone. Like, okay, great. It is true because that. outside of that, they don't. They're not really great in anything else. They're okay and too good, too bad. They're okay in celebrity, but they don't. They don't really have a powerhouse category. I mean, we didn't do food with them, but I, I don't know. Do you think of Swedish food as all that no. remarkable? 
I mean, meatballs. I like meatballs. Yeah, but, meatballs you know, are good. Whatever. Uh, okay, so Germany um, with their nine and player to watch that 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 feels like it was even a little bit generous at the time. Uh, so let's say, uh, look, it's a one for Germany, Ouch. a two for Sweden, and then I mean, how do you pick between Shakira and Mexican food? And a team that is perfectly in my sweet spot for too good, too bad. With just you, I don't with know how Ronaldo, my my birthday brother. I know, I know, I know. So look, I think, I think it goes Shakira, Mexican food, too good, too bad. So I think it's five for Colombia, four for Mexico, and three for Portugal. <sighs> wow, but it's it's tough. It's razor thin. Look, Joe. You've chosen. You've you've broken those ties, and I think that's all a, a picker can do. You've you've gotten off the off the fence. You've Absolutely. made tough decisions. But look, it's not over for for any of these teams. We we go into the worst category, Joe, and you know Colombia, uh, the number two overall seed. Actually, their worst category is those atrocities. But there's a four is not a particularly uh, horrible score for that category. But you know. They, they've been up to no yeah. good. No, and I think, as, as Josh pointed out, most of their atrocities were like self-inflicted atrocities. Definitely, definitely. And and we, we talked about it a lot, but their trajectory is, um, it does seem like a, a country that understood a lot of the bad shit that was happening and had really made efforts to fix it and, and seems to be doing successfully. So that's very, very cool. Portugal, their worst category, also those atrocities at a, at a three and a half. Uh, you could also throw in their anthem there at a four, but um, I, I we remember the the Portugal atrocities very much similar to some of the other nations at the time. You know, big into the uh, colonization and uh, you know yeah, the yeah. various abuses that come with that. The worst category for Mexico, Joe, that system of government. So uh, I don't exactly remember what it was, but it could probably be the. Yeah, I think it's corruption. Yeah, corruption. Yeah violence which you know I, I don't know if we were impacting them in that category if it was just the politics or, or maybe some of the um the areas that are, are are frankly like horribly violent and and you know a little bit of the stuff we talked about with Colombia. but i feel like that's got to go into it a little bit as um the government really isn't isn't providing the like safety and security and like you know that you know it should do Sweden, Joe, you didn't like that drink. You did not like the uh, the aquavit. Apparently, I don't know. Did you have aquavit? Oh yeah, I like aquavit. I don't know why I rated that so low. Yeah, maybe aquavit wasn't the cat- the drink for Sweden. Maybe it was something else. But yeah, uh, and then you also didn't like the anthem. And uh, Germany, real no surprise there. It's the atrocities, but. Y- they also have a, a low score, the second to lowest score on Too Good, Too Bad. Um, even though, you know, we yeah. talked about Brazil, which unfortunately also didn't make it through. They they got a six for this category, even though they're a little higher rated. But I think they, as you were saying, they have a storyline. Like Germany, they just won the last World Cup. So, like, who gives a shit? So I think that I think that uh, Germany is clearly the lowest here with one. Whew. I know it's brutal. I think but, I think you know David is, is right. Argument. I know they're, they're really in a deep uh, hole here. 
yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Portuguese atrocities, I guess, are, are, are number two here. I think after that, it's the Sweden national anthem. And then I think it's Mexico and Colombia. Clean sweep for Colombia, our second overall seed on both the high and the low. Wow. Really? Jeez, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's just like the wheel, Joe, in poker. But now let's see those places to visit. If anybody got that poker reference, more power to you. It's like when you score four goals, right? A poker. Yeah. Boom. Oh, wow, Joe. You're going to Colombia. You get on that plane. You board that aircraft. All of the places you can go, all of the things you could see. How about this, Joe? How about the Gold Museum in Bogota, a contemporary structure housing exhibits on pre-Columbian gold, ceramics, and stones with, that's right, Joe, a cafe. Boy, that cafe sounds nice. Or... Tyrona National Natural Park, a coastal stretch of palm-fringed beaches backed by lush mountains with ruins of pre-Hispanic towns. The Salt Cathedral of Zipacaria, Zipacira, of Zipacira, carved into a salt mine. This unique subterranean cathedral offers guided tours and a souvenir shop. I don't think you can carve a basilica into a salt uh, mine. It It would have to be a... And you have to be a cathedral. And you know I love a good gift shop, too. I know. Look, you love those those salt mines, too. Or how about Monserrate, a mountain that dominates the city center of Bogota, the capital city. It rises to 3,152 meters above sea level, where there is a church with a shrine devoted to El mm. Señor Caido. And last but not least, Joe, is... The National Coffee Park, a coffee theme park with eateries and attractions, including rides, shows, and educational exhibits about your drug of choice, Joe, coffee. Kid-friendly, too. I don't know. Are Love your it. kids allowed to have coffee? Are they old enough? Well, I mean, they can have like half-calf. Sure. Now, Joe, you're going to Portugal. You hop on that plane travel across the the old Atlantic Ocean, and you could go to Belim Tower, a landmark medieval fortified tower on a tiny river with a rooftop terrace offering estuary views. How about this, Joe? Rosio Square. It's the popular name of Pedro IV Square in the city of Lisbon in Portugal. Wow. It's in downtown Lisbon and has been one of the main squares since the Middle Ages. A lot of history there, Joe. Or you could go to the Castle of the Moors. You could have watch panoramic views encircling this clifftop Moorish castle built back in the 10th century, Joe. Oof. That sounds great. Or if you really wanted to go crazy, Joe, how about this? The Clarigos Church, a Baroque church with a marble altarpiece and a 75-meter bell tower that is a symbol of Porto. That's nice. That's really that nice. That sounds great. And last but not least, Joe, the most famous place of them all, 
Nice. <laughs> Scrolling here. Wouldn't there be something nice with some Porto? All right. Well, no, that's another cathedral. Boy, a lot of cathedrals. Ooh, the Vasco da Gama Bridge. Be a big. Oh, Vasco. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. Great bridge. Great bridge. All right. Well, let's go to Mexico. A lot of of cathedrals, it seems. Okay, Joe, you're in Mexico. What do you want to do? How about going here? The historic city center of Mexico City, home to historic landmarks dating back as far as the Aztec era. Centro Historico is the city's beating heart. Or how about this, Joe? Chichen Itza. This restored step pyramid and Maya temple is the highlight of the Chichen Itza archaeological site. Think you've been there, Joe? Mm-hmm. We have been. How about yeah. Tulum? Ruins of a walled ancient Mayan city located on a bluff overlooking the uh, Caribbean Sea. I think Megan's been there. What else we got here, Joe? Ooh, the Palacio de Bellas Artes in Mexico City. A dramatic marble performance hall and museum featuring murals by Diego Rivera and other notable art artists. The Frida Kahlo Museum, a museum dedicated mm. to the life and works of Frida Kahlo located at her bright blue former home. Wow. So many good things. This uh, the, the Cancun movie theater is not on here, but I know that is a top destination for you. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love I love love a good Mexican movie theater. Joe, are you taking a micro nap during this category? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Are you also no. looking no, I mean, at the, things? The, the, the thing with Mexico the thing with Mexico is that, you know, we've been so many times. So you, you sort of don't think about it as like what I would do there. It's what I do in Mexico. I see. I see. Well, if you went to Sweden, Joe, how about that Stockholm Palace, Broke Style Royal Palace with three museums and a vast library and that guided tour, Joe, that's included in your admission fee. So just in case you're worried about that, you can see the Oza. Orisund Bridge, a huge bridge linking the coast of Sweden with the artificial island and a tunnel to Denmark. Or how about this? Are you a fan of Barack Obama? Check out that Nobel Museum. Yes. Exhibits about the history of the Nobel Prize and the significant contributions made by its winners. You know, Donald Trump might be in there soon, too. So that that really might cover everybody. (laughs) The Turning Torso. An iconic, energy-efficient tower block with a distinctive twisted shell. Or the Riddehorn Church, a former church now used for burial and commemorative purposes with sections dating back to the 13th century. And the Ericsson Globe. Not for your favorite player, but this vast golf ball-like indoor arena hosts major music, sports, and cultural events. So that's exciting, Joe. And last but not least, our last country in this great semifinal group stage round. Not semifinal, ignore that. Germany. You could go to the Reichstag building, the Neo-Renaissance Parliament building topped by a Norman Foster glass dome, which is 360-degree city views. Or the Brandenburg Gate, a restored 18th century gate and landmark with 12 Doric columns topped by classical goddess statues the neuschwanstein castle a turreted 19th century hilltop castle built for king ludwig ii with tours joe 
How about this? Boy, if you're a fan of history, how about the Berlin Wall? The Berlin Wall was a guarded concrete barrier that physically and ideologically divided Berlin from 1961 to 1989. So many. Ooh, the Cologne Cathedral. I've been there with Super Fantoni. It's quite a cathedral. This landmark Gothic cathedral with huge facade plus guided tours and views of the Rhine River. I agree. That is good. Let's see if I can find uh, some... You know, I know David talked a lot of shit about southern Germany, but that's the only place I've been. And so there's some nice stuff there. But I can't find anything. I guess he is right that all of the cultural areas are in the north. (laughs) Yeah, well, all right, fine. But look, you go to Oktoberfest, you go to Munich, you go to some beer gardens. You gotta have a great time, Joe. I mean, in what in what might be the biggest comeback in Joe Picks a World Cup team history, I think Germany is the place I would most want to visit. Wow. Especially because wow. I've only been to Bavaria, much exactly to David's point. Yeah. And I would love to see the rest of Germany. So I think that's a, that's five right there. I think next is Colombia. Hmm. And then I think... I'd love to go to Portugal. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, that's where Megan really wants to go. Yeah, Portugal sounds amazing. All those atrocities uh, aside. And then Mexico. Because, you know, I haven't been to, like, Oaxaca, Mexico. I haven't really been to Mexico City. Like, there's more Mexico that I want to see. And then Sweden with one. Okay, Joe. For our last group, this is, I mean, I, we already have some exciting teams through. This really is the best of the best, Joe. This is a, such a tough group. One team is, is head and shoulders above, and that's Colombia, who has a 5-5 five, five, and a 4. They come in with 14 points. So I think they are likely through, but who knows? You know, it's a, up to you. You make all the final calls. But then that fight right. for that second spot, or potentially not, is Mexico at 10, then Portugal at 8, Germany at 7, and Sweden at 6. So just packed super tightly together there. And then, you know, Colombia, head and shoulders above. Colombia, 14 is the highest score of any country thus far. Boy, they really Ugh. came out of nowhere. Yeah, I they cruised the group. I would not have expected that. But, but boy, those other ones. I mean, Mexico, 4-4-2. Portugal, 3-2-3. Germany, that 1-1, but then that 5 for place to place to visit. This is, this is, I mean, this is certainly a group of death. I mean, every team here could have made it out of another group, except for Sweden. Sweden's gone. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you heard him. You're out, Sweden. So Colombia certainly wins the group. No question about it. All right. I will put them through. Boy, this now, is what such to an do? exciting. I, these, are, these are some really exciting matchups here. What to do with the last team. So, Joe, already, I mean, Group D is going to play Group C. So we already are going to have Colombia versus Japan. We're going to have England versus Peru. We're going to have France versus Uruguay. And we are going to have Argentina taking on this country. Actually, actually, I think that... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Although, again, you can do whatever you want in the next round. No, 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 no. No, I was going to say, I think that actually Peru won Group A, not France. Oh, wow. Oh, you're right. No, no, you're right. I, I'm wrong. Peru did win. 
Wow, so it's Peru versus Uruguay. Oh, my goodness. And England versus France, Joe. Those, oh. wow. Wow. That, I mean, I have no doubt both of those countries, in addition to these battles, have fought actual wars. <laughs> Look, I think that, uh, I think despite the fact that they did not get as high a score, I'm going to move Portugal forward. Joe, you know, I am ne- never going to argue with that. Never going to argue with that. That's very exciting. Ronaldo. Oh, and look at that. Ronaldo versus Messi. Oh, Joe. Wow. <sighs> wow. Boy, if I didn't have this court case and I were up in Seattle, that would be quite a fun matchup in FIFA. Great, great FIFA game. <laughs> All right. So there you have it, Joe. France. Well, I should even say it in order. Peru. France, England, Uruguay, Argentina, Japan, Colombia, and Portugal all move on. <sighs> I, so just to say this again, in the in the round of eight, the elite eight here, it's Peru versus Uruguay, France versus England, Argentina versus Portugal, and Colombia versus Japan. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, uh, you, you couldn't come up with any better matchups than that. And that's it. God damn it. This was over two hours. Ugh. What can we do? <laughs> Anyways, Joe, that's it. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, I will be victorious in my, my court case. And we'll be celebrating with much Zabrowka. Good luck. I can't wait to hear the result. And... And then, boy, with that huge weight off my back, just to, these matchups are, are, are so exciting. I, I really can't wait. I, frankly, I think this was a lot of fun, but these matchups tomorrow, I mean, to, to go from those eight to just four teams is going to be, it's going to be really hard picking, Joe. Now, in your picks giving, Dan, do you think that the team that you want to think about, are they still in, are they still in contention for me too, or are you... I think I, I, they I think already? I think I like Spain. I think Spain is still alive in my heart. Uh, but I don't mm-hmm. think any of these other teams are, are really I don't think I think the only other team which potentially had a chance is Mexico. And for me they're just not they're just not good enough. So I don't think they're in I you know, I never really felt anything for Belgium. I like Brazil, but they're too good. So uh, I think Spain's a, a little bit still alive. I sort of like their redemption story, but but I do think that uh, Spain's not number one in my heart right now. Like number one in my heart is is one of these eight teams that that's making it through. But right. but I'm not eliminating Spain yet. Okay, okay. But I think it's Joe. Exciting. I think this was some some great choosing. And and again, I wouldn't have guessed. Like I think in that group A in particular, I would have sworn Brazil or Belgium was going to get through. But to be honest, I think Peru's the right choice. I mean, they won the group. Yeah. They, and, and not even close. And it, it's right. It's right. And and you're, we're rewarded with that Peru versus Uruguay match, which is just, it's just so fun that Peru or Uruguay is going to be in the final four, which I think is just going to add so much to that final four. Really just get a nice contrast of, of different teams. And then, you know, what else can you argue? You just got, you've just got all these other great teams there that I think, frankly, you could pick any of those eight and, and you're, you're going to be in for a great World Cup. But... I know one of the things that's interesting about this, you know, the NFL is such like a zero sum game, right? Where like you, you pick a team and that's your team and you hate everyone else. Yeah. 
But like with this, like we are going to get to a point where let's say that the team I pick gets eliminated in the quarterfinal. Yeah. But then let's say that, let's say I didn't pick, well, you know, let's say I didn't pick Colombia and they're in the semifinal. I, I'm still going to have the soft spot for Colombia because they made it far, right? Like, I mean, Joe, this is this is what we do in San Francisco. We have ranked choice voting. So I, look, exactly. I don't want to throw it out there, but if you get to your final four, you could just sort of rank them. And then, you know, as they bite the dust, c- clearly one of the four that makes it there is going to like probably make it far into the tournament unless your picking is really, really terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, until tomorrow, good luck in your court case. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. And, and if any super fan is actually listening to this on Tuesday, boy, what a it's exciting. They are heroes. They have listened to a lot of <laughs> podcasts. All right, Joe. Good night, Dan. See ya.